Is that Stanley Tucci in this? Yes. Yeah. His career is odd. To me. Well, I mean, I think this is one of the few movies where he's not like the uppity gay guy. Yeah. Well, oh, is I don't even know. I don't even know he's gay, right? I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even know. Are you serious? Didn't even know. That's not the. That's not your joke you usually play, like when we were watching Mean Streets, and you go. Can you tell that they're Italian? <laughs> I was, I, I, didn't, I literally didn't even know. I was so nice. I didn't know Tucci was gay. Yeah, man. All right. Well, yeah, we're in. Welcome to the uh, podcast. The whole- I'm Keith Pazel. Uh, coming in kind of frayed. Yeah. Uh, I tried to set up the camera that was going to have, I mean, we have the TV camera up, but I had a better one planned. That's okay, man. And it didn't come to fruition. Dude, it's, as long as it's... Hey, listen, it's a work in progress. Yeah. The show is evolving, and I give you credit, Well, Keith. check this out, dude. The show's evolving, so, like, I have different cameras. Like, right now, we got only the, that's the slate, and then we're going to put up the Adam cam right now. You can't yep. see what I'm doing, Crocious. I can't, but... Everybody wait. sees what the fuck I'm doing. We got that guy. That's the wrong camera. We're not going to... We're going to fix that. You're doing production work, and you're putting yeah. your back... You know, I give you... know, And you know something? I'll be honest with you. It's making me enjoy this process more. I well, actually yeah. like doing the well, show. Well, it's keeping me focused, too, because I can't really, like, I have to pay attention now because I, like, even just, I spaced out during the intro, and yeah. I really quickly, I had to be like, oh, no, I have to go to the two shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, like, I do that, because that, that, that's, I noticed that I, I've spaced on the show a few times, because, you know, with the, T, the THC is part of the show, just to let you all know who are listening out there. So, sometimes yeah. you get a little absent-minded. Not you, I do, too. Last week, I, want, I feel like I owe the audience an apology. Okay, I'm going to say this. I owe the audience an apology. We watched the two-part episode of, <laughs> of Different Strokes where Gordon Jump plays a pedophile. Gordon Jump from WKRP in Cincinnati. Gordon Jump, which I'm yeah. sure our listeners immediately know who I'm talking about. I've but... got good feedback on that episode. <laughs> and I, I, we just watched it I because I, 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 I couldn't really comment. At least you were trying to comment, and I was like, it took me back to well, when I watched you it for the first breathe. time. It's about heavy ass shit. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also in this weird, like, '80s ham-handed comedic way. I mean, I tell you, I give him credit for trying to take a topic on. That was very much the all in the family effect of television back then. Like, you wanted to have a show that had a little bit of importance. That's, that's how the actors justified their crappy jobs. You know, they got paid well and they tried to tackle issues. You know, in a, in a half an hour sitcom. You know. And, and, you know, whatever, All in the Family being the sort of high watermark of that theme. That sort of died off. It, you know, The Simpsons definitely changed comedy. The Simpsons, there's like pre-Simpsons, now there's post-Simpsons. And yeah, because it's much, over now, too, right? Oh, Didn't they end it? Did they, no, there's no... I, can't I thought they the canceled The Simpsons. No. Yeah. Come on. Or at man. least they're letting them end it. Well, you know, I mean, it, it basically just created, like, you know, absurdist... I cannot tell you when that show first came out and it was a cartoon. There hadn't been a primetime cartoon since the Flintstones. All right, there we're back. Since the Flintstones, there hadn't been a primetime cartoon since the Flintstones. And you know, the, I mean? you know what I always find funny about those is, you would think the Flintstones was on for like twenty years because they played all the time. The Flintstones, the Jetsons, and I think the first run of Scooby Doo was only like fifteen episodes. Oh yeah, and yeah. they just keep playing them over <laughs> yeah. and over and over. I literally think the 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 Flintstones is like. 30 episodes in total. 
and then it's just they keep replaying them. I can even look. Yeah, you're probably I'm right. Look that up. <laughs> but the point is, so it being a cartoon, there were so many people who just dismissed it automatically. They're just like, "Oh God, I'm not going to watch a cartoon." Like that was deemed like a children's thing. Like people were like my age. And I was like, "No, I'll watch it." And it was immediately gripped you because the comedy was so good, and they're able to use the medium of animation just to everything. It, it gives you carte blanche to do everything, you know. So for that and the absurdest of it all, I mean, that just completely accelerated that. Now, now I mean, there's just all the spawners of The Simpsons. It, it, it all started with that. So and, and and so that's kind of a. Is this Captain Marvel? Oh no, this is Transformers. Yeah, yeah, this is Transformers. Oh, it's because that girl's in it. The Captain Marvel's in it. So oh, oh, that she. Okay, yeah, yeah same. This will be her two movies, and then it's over. No, <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff. And she's she has star. well, she has the most disgusting feet of all time. That's for sure. Oh, she has bad feet. Oh, it's like a known thing. Yeah, she's got some. She's got some woofers, dude. She's got like toe fungus. I. It's funny you mentioned. You know, I mean, I, I don't I'm not care. A big feet person. You know, I'm, you I'm know, not funny. either. But I. But like, I think she's like. It's like noticeable. Like yeah. people have been like complimenting her clothes and then just been like whoa i didn't know she had yellow green toes yeah yeah but power to her for not giving a fuck i mean yeah. she wears open-toed <laughs> shoes kelsey, kelsey grammer gets a check in this jesus i, 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 I feel like that's the guy that like had a big triumphant eat your hollywood story got clean and then now is like he probably relapsed and just doesn't tell anybody yeah well i mean he was uh, he was yeah. a drunk dude. Yeah. oh and a huge cokehead I guess his cocaine problem on Cheers, he wouldn't show up to shooting sometime. Like they'd be like, We gotta we gotta go get this guy. Like he was partying that back playing the knife game with an executive producer. (laughs) And like partying for thirty six straight hours, you know, like one of those things, you know. Mm, Roz, yes. (laughs) I but I know um uh, Dwayne Dwayne Kennedy had a uh, girlfriend who did a a few scenes on in Cheers and also also was on uh what was that uh uh, talk show? It was Frasier. Was a show in the '90s that was a big show, obviously. That was the fucking successful Hello yeah, Larry. A- absolutely, it was actually, and, and I think it lasted for eight or ten years. Oh, hello, hello no Frazier. <laughs> Seattle is a long way from Portland, dude. These movies are really mindless. Like you can watch a Transformers movie as we are and get the same amount of plot. Like, oh yeah, we, absolutely. We don't need to have the volume for this movie. Yeah, we know they're being chased somewhere. There's robots. <laughs> Someone wants Optimus or the fucking All Spark or whatever the fuck it is, yeah. and then inevitably the person that's helping them is going to end up turning on them yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah one of the four will be not good exactly so but the whole <laughs> that wasn't tj miller but no we were talking about uh with frazier i know a woman who acted with him in some scenes and said he was he was just a very good actor and, and was also very like helpful with other actors like there was a scene with uh with an actor who was in i think it was it was, it was an episode of cheers where she was not getting the comedic timing of it she just couldn't get it and they kept doing take after take she wasn't getting it, and Grammar just came over and kind of talked to her for a while and, like, kind of coached her through the scene, and she totally got there. Like, he's a totally, he's just a very good kind of an actor. He just actor speaks in AA analogies. Well, he just, but he just is, well, I mean, he was coked out of his tree then. The point is, he was a talented actor. I mean, he was coked Think out of... Think of life <laughs> from the bottom of a tequila bottle. <laughs> and when you drank the worm. It's clear, <laughs> but you can't see through it. But he also, I mean, he's, a, I think, a totally a, a trained Shakespearean actor. You know, he's, uh, I mean, he's got a totally good voice. I mean, he's he's a completely that, good actor. That seriousness of that voice, but <clears throat> what if he was just like a good old, like, I'm feeling frisky. <laughs> 
put on some boss skags. Well, he, I mean, he he's from Florida, so there's something a little yeah. odd about him. There's something off. Well, about I him. am a parrot head. I think he. I th- got it. <laughs> I think he's from Florida. We call Listeners. him down where I'm from. We call him Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> the I mean that state is ground zero of oh, dude, insanity. It's, it's 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 Wuhan. I mean, it, it, what's crazy about it? We it, made Wuhan. Here's my here's my thing. You know, and I've said this for a while. Here, here are my crazy high boy left wing conspiracies. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're not a pedophile. I was going to tell the guy writing our. We heard, by the way, we're getting a new intro song. Okay. Uh, we've heard the demo. Do you like the demo? Do you uh, like the, it? The initial raw cut. I like it. Thumbs yes. up. Thumbs up. Uh, I was going to have him add the pedophile part to the lyrics. <laughs> I, I'm not going to make that declaration. I don't need to make that declaration. I will say though, I I we talked a little bit about lyrics. Didn't follow any of my notes, but I like where he went. <laughs> you know what was funny? Where this whole the whole process of doing this song. So I put a random cattle call on Facebook of just <laughs> yeah. I want a fucking and I a felt new song. at first I felt like a douchebag though because I wrote it all alt comic-y on accident <laughs> where I was like I want to pay a human musician dollar monies uh, to make me like that's yeah. the ultimate alt comic thing of yeah. like you're intelligent but you talk like a baby. <laughs> it's the same. Thing where they're just like, oh, what are you watching? The sports ball game? Oh, I like I shit can't like stand that. it when they make fun of sports. You're, not, you're a nerd for a reason. You deserve to be picked but on. But they okay? do that with everything. Like you'll see an alt comic be like, instead of being like, so I was talking to some dude, they'll yeah. be like, well, I was communicating with a human being on the, on the street the other day. Do and people not know how to just interact as well, human because beings? Because as anymore? an alt comic, you have to be an alien. Like you have to pretend like you're an alien person living living amongst fucking. I'm a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, you know, I, I tell you what, I should calm down. Because when, when I was in my 20s, and you know something? Well, you I'm were a, an alt comic. Yeah, and, and I'm an aging hipster. I'm an aging old hipster, you know. In the 90s, I had my hip thing. I had my blue suede pumas that I wore. I, I mean, I, your I, opening I, joke for a long time involved an air shotgun. <laughs> exactly. So, which is a great bit, by the way. It is, oh, it's hilarious. It's a killer. P-U-S-S-Y. I haven't opened with that. Years, God! If I open with that now, I you wonder what happened. It would get it would it would freak people out because there's no context for it. You just come up <laughs> talking about first. You start talking about how your mom would cook apple pie <laughs> and put it in the window, you know. And it was like and the smells, and then you that start, emerge, and you're like, it's almost like my it's my second favorite smell, smell the w- behind my first. Behind you favorite know what? Behind and you, you know what? <laughs> P U S S That's a great joke. Yeah. Two thousand year two thousand audition for the Chicago Comedy Festival and it on that bit. Fucking killed. That I mean I, I think I, I've told you this before, but without you knowing that bit clip was on YouTube for years. Yeah, it that was whole set. It? <laughs> like the festival put it up and just left it up there. It had like fifty two views. It did. Might have even had more. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, that's also probably the reason why, like, they didn't, you know, I, you know, I got to be on in 2000, when I look back at my comedy career, I remember being offended over the fact that I wasn't invited to the Chicago Comedy Festival because I had actually been asked to come out and do an yeah, audition. Yeah, you performed for the, in the pirate one. You know, and, and yeah, which was a complete mistake. But, but uh, yeah, so but we were going the off. The one thing the movies lie to you about, never back the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> it really never works out for you. Yeah, you want it to. They're an underdog for a reason. That's why. Yeah, yeah. They're an underdog for a reason. You know? If there's a show that 
they can't seem they're they're always like they hey come come help our show out and you go to that show and you're like this seems like a shitty show <laughs> it's a shitty show and you shouldn't help them out yeah well that was just uh, such a bizarre experience that was such a reveal of a certain personality in the comedy scene who was very well, dominant i talk shit but that was kind of me when i was out in chicago i always wanted to be that like i'll do the shitty shows i'll just make them better well, I mean, and like you can do well at those, but there's still only three people and they're not having fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, but I was definitely a known comic. I had certainly uh, there was a time when I was a <laughs> I oh, was one was of the comics. fucking uh, I was one of the comics double know? hand in it. I have my day in the sun, if you will. <laughs> but, you know, it, it just, you know, certain things happened that dude, uh, that was someone's signed. job to have to sit here and make FX logos out of all this bullshit in the yeah. movies. Yeah. No kidding probably hard as fuck yeah it's also yeah it, it's your it's your entree into the movie making business got these asian ladies moseying look yeah. at that because they mosey crochet they filmed this in hong kong i believe and then well uh, they film it all over the world that's like a yeah. bay classic like we're gonna they film one scene in sweden and shit yeah that absolutely. seems so pointless it seems expensive to me well doing it once is like i get it but you could do all this with graphics yeah yeah. Well, you know, he's back in the uh, early Batman movie days. It's like you can tell they were on a soundstage. Yeah. But now the technology's caught up to where you should be doing it on a soundstage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I wonder what the argument against that. I'm sure many boardrooms around here have had that exact discussion, Keith. Why do we want to make it this way versus that way? Or even just Ooh. some dumb shit about like the actors of just like it's the art. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bone they're throwing them. Also, it's, it's telling them. Uh, you can travel and live in Hong Kong for two months. That ain't a bad thing. You know what I mean? That's kind of well, fun. And like I was saying a couple episodes ago, that would start the attitude change of how everybody wants Hollywood to. St- everyone basically wants like actors and musicians to stop taking themselves so seriously, which sometimes I get. But yeah, I think you then also have to not take not put on such a pedestal of things they do. Like, stop calling yeah. acting and comedy art. <laughs> like, I've never once said I was a fucking artist. Oh, dude, that was a... Com- Comedians yeah. are... We're like beer it's salesmen. It's its own thing. The only you know? job of an entertainer is to keep someone not furious long enough so that they will buy another drink. Yeah, yeah. That's And then when they leave, they forget about you. Yeah. Unless you're like Ariana Grande or some horse shit. <laughs> But for the most part, this idea that like, if as long as I for two seconds just changed someone's life, man. Oh, I know. For two seconds, someone came in and they had the hardest day of their life. And for two seconds, I made it better. Like, oh my I God, know. shut the fuck up. You told a joke about your ass bleeding. Dude, I tell you something. Keith, you've gone up a notch in my book. Man. <laughs> you totally have. Because I'm telling you, that was totally the mentality that I had when I first started doing stand If I could go back in time, and I've said this before, if I could go back into my time, into time, into my 20s self, where, you know, I was actually, I had enough flashes that I was a good comic. I had enough experience, but I wasn't consistent enough. But I had enough flashes where people could tell, oh yeah, he's funny, he's decent. But I, I had this weird fucking, man, I tell you what I'm going to do, Keith. You know what I'm going to do? Through the power of comedy and laughter, I'm going to change people. I'm going to change people. You can only comedy. do that. No, but no, you, no. You, you can, can only cannot. do it. No, you can only do it 
after you're extremely famous. That's an attitude you have when you're yeah. like Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Right now, Jerry Seinfeld should just be getting the epiphany of like, whoa, I can really change someone's life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that yeah, yeah. because he's earned it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This whole notion of like, hey, I'm 26 years old and and I know how the world works. And the works. only reason Jerry Seinfeld can change someone's life is because he can hand someone $30,000 right now. Oh, yeah. That would be that's blowing his nose. Yeah. That's a good guy finding a nickel in the in the. I throw <laughs> this much money at my bitch of a wife every <laughs> night. You know, it's... But yeah, you're right, though. In, in, in terms of, yeah, I kind of thought, like, I wanted to skip the steps. <laughs> I wanted to go from A to Z. But at the same time, it, it was liberating to realize it's just comedy. You, and you, and you want to know why you got to do it, why you have to do it, why you have to do any of this. You have to still find a certain element, element of it fun to you. Ooh, look, Optimus is pulling the sword out of the fucking stone cars. Oh, is this Excalibur now? It's, it's turned into Excalibur. Yeah, Optimus Caliber. <laughs> you know, oh, God, got all their are... weird fucking car Japanese written on the sword. It, it's this is this is for like. What, like 15-year-old boys? I what will the say... Age 11 to 15? I will say the ride from this movie at Universal's sick. Oh, I'm sure it's they amazing. They spray you with water at one point? I'm sure it's amazing. I, I have not gone to an amusement park in 25 years. The one year we had a fucking pass, they fucking... The coronavirus destroyed <sighs> any hope of that happening. Ugh. So you were planning your summer out? Well, we had went a couple times, but... Because out here, you can go in December and January. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to, like... We wanted to go like once a week, like yeah. f- through through the year. Yeah, yeah. Like That'd have been uh, fun. like on our day off, we were just gonna go every. But that's not happening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. No kidding. That's one of the casualties of coronavirus. Which do, do you know what I, I finally have realized? I what? finally have realized uh, <laughs> we're uh, this is a year and a half thing going on. <laughs> Oh, dude! The, yeah, the, this is not this. This this maybe gets resolved. Not resolved. I the think the path is figured out. I think <laughs> in six months we'll have we'll be able to legitimately start having people go back to work f- without fear. It's like uh, start to yeah, I a good six months. Yeah, I, 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 before it's like not up or down. Yeah, like we yeah. can just start. Now, now we can just maintain it. If you listen to the epidemiologists, they're saying the end of 2021. <laughs> they're saying a year and a half, you know. And so, is that is that what you're hearing, Alicia? I want to hear if if what are they saying in terms of like kind of the, you know, when is this the whole Corona thing? When are people going to feel comfortable going back to work? When is there when is a vaccine going to potentially be found? Do you have any sense on that? I was yeah. going to say. They've been yeah. saying a year out. Jesus. Well, we're a year out from, like, finding the vaccine that works. Boy, they're really yeah. leaning on the Japanese shit here. You know, you have the samurai thing. Absolutely. And weirdly, dinosaurs, too. Yeah, it, it's going to. And then there's then there's there's doing the test trials, making it good, making it Asian. safe, and then also implementing that. Then you have to distribute it, which is another six months Minimum. Were the dinosaurs age? You know, probably a year, like a year and a half, because they're going to have to make billions of antidotes. Because I've been hearing stuff too. It's like, oh, it's got to be a booster shot thing. It's not like one shot. It's oh, no, be like you're two gonna, or three I, during I, the I year was telling shit. people at work, I go, it's going to be like the flu shot. Like, you're yeah. going to, at first, you're going to have to get it every year. And then eventually, you'll just be able to have the option yep. of like, oh, I'll go to Walgreens and get my fucking COVID shot or whatever the fuck. Yep. Yep. No, exactly. You know, that, that, that's what's going to have to happen. But it's just, 
you know, I guess my point is, is it's just sort of, a, I don't know, that, that realization. But I've enjoyed working from home. i got to be honest with you. All right. right. So I'm productive. So we're going to run down some TV news because I found some TV news. Sure. Uh, before the break. That's how I figure we'd, we'll close every first segment. Excellent. What's the TV uh, but news? But also we're going to start with this week in TV history. I found this dope ass website. Ooh, awesome. That like every day you could look at it. So first I'm going to go with stuff I found earlier this week and then I'm going to check today. Sure. To absolutely. see what happened. So what happened this, this week? Not this week in baseball. Dun, dun, uh, dun, the 1985 dun. MLB All-Star Game was the first stereo broadcast. Can I tell you a story about that? Yeah. That that was uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. 1985. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the American League won. Probably. They always fucking no, win. Oh, no. The National League was the winner. When I was growing up, the National League won 12 years in a row. American League won in 71, the Reggie Jackson home run, and then in 83 in, in, in Comiskey. Fred Lynn had a grand slam off Atlee Hammaker. They had a 12-year winning streak. Two people I've never heard of. Well, Fred Lynn was... was, Atlee Hammaker is such a great baseball name. (laughs) Atlee's a good name. So I think in 85... Oh, the National League may have won because I know the American League won in 86. 85... I remember watching that. I was working at Wendy's, living in Falls Church, Virginia with my father because I had to get a job. I couldn't get a job in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. They weren't hiring me. I couldn't get a bullshit McJob in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That's how tight the, you know, the, 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 the labor market was. So I, I lived with my father and worked for two months at Wendy's. Oh, someone's killing a dog. And I watched, I watched the All-Star game, and I smoked a backwoods smoke. My father was gone for a week on a, on a, on a work trip. He had to go somewhere. He had to go to Kansas City or New Orleans. And I had, <laughs> and I, I drank a couple beers, a couple Michelobes, and I smoked some backwoods smokes, and I puked my guts out as a 16-year-old. Okay. Puked my guts out. Couldn't handle it. That's a good puke too. That's a memorable puke. I remember the, when I was a kid, there was this fucking (laughs) church in front of my, like in front of my house, but behind the houses across the street. Yeah. So it was, but like, so they, on Friday nights, they would do this thing called the salt mine, which the church wanted it to be this like, basically like dry nightclub for teenagers. And their intentions were good. They wanted it. The adults were in charge. They yeah. only had like juice and stuff. You dance. They did that in my community. And uh, was and we would go at first, but Ooh. then like, so you had to be first. It was all ages. Yeah. And then kids started like smoking cigarettes. Yep. And then coming a little bit drunk. A little tipsy. Yep. And then they made a rule. You had to be 13. And I had already like all the church people that would walk at the door i was yeah. boys with all of them like yeah. i was a talker as a kid so i was fucking chatting yeah. up all these people but it was the first time i faked an id i got a fake birth certificate <laughs> my buddy troy bauer to get a, to be a 13 year old i was nine <laughs> this is hilarious <laughs> that you would go to this extent that's great yeah that's fucking hysterical so dude. i got a thing and the I fact would, that you would think that so I smoked my first full-on Newport cigarette at oh, the salt mine. What a f- that is a poor man and a black man cigarette. Dude, I fucking housed this fucking thing. Did you have a head rush? Well, I immediately felt sick and because my grandma lived two yep. feet away. So I kind of was just like, just all right, guys. Scurry back. Well, I was like, guys, I got to go take a shit or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And then I went. I threw up. And then I was so sick. I just And then I played MLB baseball all, for the rest of the for night. The rest of the night. 
God. And I played. I played. Uh, uh, it was the '98 year because I played with the Padres because they were fucking awesome. Yeah, with well, Greg had Vaughn, Ken Caminiti, yeah, fucking Tony Gwynn, <sighs> Kevin Brown on the pitching staff. Yeah, they were a good. Ba- uh, Do you know? You know their pitching coach was no. Dave Stewart. Oh yeah, Dave Stewart. They went to the uh, the World Didn't he Series play for the that Blue year. Jays. He played for the A's too, and that his best years were with the A's. He had four straight twenty win seasons from a eighty eight to uh to nine. But that was a puke. I remember that yeah. Newport puke yeah. of being a very regretful mark because every cigarette after that, I remember telling my friends I went back to the salt mine like a yep. couple hours later, and I was like, dude, that shit took me down. And my friend Troy said he was like, yeah, that was a menthol cigarette. He was <sighs> like, I saw how hard you hit that. I figured you went yeah. and got sick. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you can't fuck with those like that. Like, that's yeah. not. And then I remember I discovered the Marlboro Red and fell in love. Did you smoke for a while? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you smoked for From a while. From the ages of about nine to 13. Not, wow. Not hardcore, though. Yeah, like, but like a couple smokes here and there. Pulling a cigarette butt out of an ashtray and fucking yeah. smoking it. Yeah. Um, and then And then that one Newport, which fucking <laughs> laid me down. And then I started smoking pretty aggressively late teens. Like not aggressively but like whenever consistently I get, whenever i get drunk i'd smoke a lot yep and then when i started doing stand-up i started smoking a lot yep because it's just when eight of your 10 friends go outside to smoke a yep. cigarette you're gonna bullshit with them and you're gonna go out there and to be like well i'll go outside with you guys and then you're like hey let me get a drag of that you finish it for them and then by yep. and then before you know it one of the camel people come in and they print you up one of those dollar coupons. Yep. And you're just like, well, fuck it. Like, I smoke three yep. cigarettes a week. Like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just have my own pack. Yep. And, and that's then where you're it starts. There. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, but what I got, what I was good with is I never actually got past the part where you get sick. Even when I smoked, if I smoked too many, I would be done. Yeah. Like, that's good. I that's never actually got hooked on them. I just would smoke. Yeah. So I've. Every time I quit smoking, it was just like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. I never, I, uh, even, and I grew up in a time when, I mean, there was a smoker's corner in my high school. Like I was high school kids. Insect, every, my dad smokes, my aunt smoked. My, my dad smoked. My, my mom smoked. smoked periodically. My brother smoked a little bit. I mean, I had a lot of family who smoked, you know, I, I did not, but I, I was a dividing point. I just did not like the buzz, but I had a bunch of secondhand smoke. No doubt about that, man. No doubt from from you know whatever going to bars like late teens early 20s to mid 30s man a shitload of sex god i think about going to bars in wicker <clears> park <throat> in the 90s like going to rainbow or or uh like uh, um uh rainbow's a great bar rainbow, i never uh, got though inner town pub because i would always tell my rainbow friends, was a hipster bar <clears throat> in the 90s because i would always tell my friends like i get sick i can't do it and they would be like yeah you just gotta smoke past it and i would be like who yeah. smokes past it yeah Who's yeah. nauseous being like, let me get another one. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's because there's a certain psychology to it. Well, obviously. I think you just have to not actually smoke, but you just have to like, first you have to train yourself not to throw up and just know like, okay, this is just the cigarette yep. buzz. Yep. And then you probably learn to like it. And then once you like it, then you're like, okay, now I need it. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And, and then it, you, you, have, it, you have so many associative paths. The hardest thing about quitting smoking, I guess, is not even just... The cigarette, it's a, it's, it's, you smoke after you have a meal. You smoke, oh, after you have sex. You yeah. smoke after you, oh, you're some intense experience. Because I remember oh, you the, smoke after talking to your family. The first you know? two months I moved to LA, when after I would smoke the weed, there were times where I would be like, like, I'm 
really fucking high right now. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm really fucking high. Yeah. And there were a couple times where it was like, I think I'm going to like, I feel sick. Wow. But like I fought through it cause I was just like, I really like pot. Like yeah. I am not, I am not going to let this stop me. Like I just have you to adjust. Committed you know what I did? Pot-headed I was telling her, I was like, I was on the phone with her and I was like, yeah, I got really good weed and it fucked me up. I was just like, but I'm like, I was like, I'm trying to condition myself though. So I remember just like, really like smoking a lot that week i was yeah, just like i have God. to condition my body to like handle because the this. weed is so strong i have out to here. condition myself to this la weed i'm not going to be this pussy that fucking faints after yeah. he smokes a blunt <laughs> with his friends yeah man i uh yeah it's crazy but yeah it, it is you're coming up on your second year you're Past. almost you're almost in your second year now i Full moved year. out here september of 2018 you know but this this COVID thing has thrown a curveball to a lot of This year doesn't planes. count. Yeah, it really doesn't. From March it's, until it's not. You know, it's sort of like. What you know I've, what I needed it, though, as far as like a mental break? Yeah. Like I miss stand up, but I kind of needed to just live for a little bit. Uh, I'm telling without you. Without the consequences of falling out of a stand up scene. Uh, you know, it was an important thing for me uh, when I, I moved to Wisconsin. I've been doing stand up for 12 years in Chicago, and I felt like I was one of like the comics for a while. But I was running on fumes at the end. And when I moved to Wisconsin, it forced me to basically not do as much stand up, which was actually a very healthy thing for me. It was actually good that I kind of stopped. Then I had to come back and reboot and start over again. It was, but it was a good thing. I, I needed it. I needed the perspective. I, I, I made some conscious choices when I came back into the scene that has made me like it more. I got way too involved in the gossip of the scene when I first started doing it, which I think is very common for young comics and, and for older comics too probably. But it's just... I find that to be kind of immature. I just find it to be pointless. <clears throat> okay, so this person did that to whom? I mean, how do they treat you? How do you treat them? Work on your act. Yeah. You know, well, I, I think it's when people think it's more important than well, what it and is. Then, and but then uh, once you get the good shows, you stop talking to them. Well, I mean, you got to stop. Well, you know, it's funny I'm you kidding. mention that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Kidding. I mean, some people think that way though. Some people work that way. I mean, they so, do. I don't. other t this oh, week in TV. Yes. Okay, stuff. Good, good, yeah, let's get back to it. Uh, one less, because one's real heavy, and so this one's a little light. One Life to Live debuts in 1968. One Life to Live. How does the theme song go to One Life to Live? I don't know. Let's pull because Days of Our Lives is ding, 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 like sands through the hourglass. These ding, are the day, dude, days. Dude, Days of Our Lives the- rule. Don't fucking hate on <laughs> Oh, hey, listen. They had a storyline where Marlena got possessed by the devil in yeah. the 90s. My dad, <laughs> my dad would... Like that was in the nineties where you lived off side jobs. My dad worked every day in the summer building people's decks, paving their yeah. driveways, fixing yeah. sidewalks, making legit money. Enough to where he was paying my mom whatever garbage child support yeah, he, he was, had he to was giving her. Yep. She did him a solid though. Eventually she was just like, You don't have to pay me anymore. Inter- really? Like she allowed Even he him. was legally oh, yeah. obligated. He probably still does legally. Yeah. But like she's just like I don't care. She used to, he used to give her weed too. I found that out later because he, he would give me the envelope with her, with the cash in it. Ugh. And you it, were the messenger. And it, well, cause Ugh. she would pick us up on Sundays. Yeah. It was just here. Give you this and your, your sister. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, where was this going? Uh, about uh, a sad memory, a sad memory, or uh, this week in t- days of our lives, a theme song from oh, days of our lives. So he would and work he all the time. Into, yeah. Oh, that Marlena storyline was intense. One life to live. Also, there were yeah. two hopes. There was one hope. <laughs> who was played by Lisa Renna. And then there was another hope, but the Marlena thing was historic. She was yeah. legit possessed by the devil. Uh, 
So my dad would be at work and my grandma would have to go downstairs and put in a v- VHS tape and like record days of our lives. So he could him. come back and watch it. Yeah. He'd be hammered, dude. <laughs> he would blast it on his giant stereo like an obnoxious yeah. <laughs> white trash person. Yeah. The whole. Uh, so but again, this week in T. So it was one life to live. Right. That's I'm what, what we're looking up. Yeah. How does this song? I remember watching a little bit of Guiding Light. <laughs> the guiding light <laughs> there was a big theme too in the 90s of like people having amnesia amnesia was always the theme of soap operas like my god they had amnesia and i i i don't know okay. who my wife or my here, husband here is here we go you know? what would you do if you had to deal with that what plot twist would occur how would you handle it <laughs> It's kind of like Days of Our Lives. Yeah, it's got that weird, dreamy, late 60s quality. Like like Peyton Place or something, or this weird, like... Oh, the, it's, this it's, is... It's, you know what it is? It's honestly got... It's Gone with the Wind influence. That's how important Gone with the Wind was in terms of the kind of the dramatic... Here's the newer one. Even though it was 30 years later. <laughs> It's weird, like quasi inspirational. Yeah, dude. What? what, what uh, Wait, this is like that DDP yoga music. What, we were what, what's the to? one from the '80s? The one from the '80s I might actually remember. I want to hear the one from the '80s. Do we well, have that? this is that one option? is all of them, so I could probably <laughs> drag it and eventually get to the '80s. Hello, Larry. Let's see what this one is. This seems '80s. This was probably the, still the tail end of the sad one. Like this, the '90s shook things up, dude. Nirvana changed the world. That's how deep Nirvana went. They were like, "We have to change the soap names." Wow. We all need to smell that teen spirit. Man, yeah, it was big. It was big. I'll okay, here we go. One Life to Live, 1986 intro. Ah. So it's trying to be a more optimistic soap opera. Yeah, and it was more cinematic. Like the... Here, let me see if I could shoot this to the fucking... Do do you know what I watched for a while? Do you know what I watched? Santa Barbara. What's that? Santa Barbara was was a... uh, A soap opera on NBC after Days of Our Lives. They had a killer one-two punch. Days of Our Lives in Santa Barbara. Uh, Santa Barbara was up for a long time. Was that up there with like China Beach? Uh, it's, no, Santa Barbara would, took place, of course, in Santa Barbara. I think Robin Wright, her very first acting gigs were in Santa Barbara. And, and it was about a lot of love themes. Love was very much a motif of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Santa Barbara, I believe. So, Cruise. So, more heavier stuff yeah. on this week in television. And this is big. This kind of set more more emotional trends than anything and kind of open the doors. Uh, Florida anchor Christine Chubbuck kills herself on television. She was the first person to commit suicide on live television. When was that? 1986, I think. <clears throat> well, I know there was a guy who did it in, uh, uh, in, and it's in Pennsylvania. Tape delay. It was tape delay, so it never made the air, but like there is footage of it. There, I've seen this on a couple countdowns. She like... They have... She's an anchor woman. Well, and she reads this cryptic, like she's in the middle of reading the story, and she's just like, my name's Christine Chubbuck, and I'm so sorry, 
but I just can't take it anymore. Like something like that. And then like they cut to black, but like she, they describe it, dude. She pulls a pretty large gun out and just shoots and herself. Just shoots herself. It's pre Bud Dwyer, pre like Bud wow. Dwyer got what, what, the, got the idea from her. Was Bud Dwyer in Pennsylvania, Maryland? Oh, Mar- he was, wasn't he like a lieutenant governor there or something like that? There's still bullet holes in the Maryland courthouse where he did it. Well, and that's with the song Nice Shot. Hey you know? Man, Nice Shot yeah, by yeah. Filter is yeah, from w- Bud Dwyer. From that, Everybody I, thought it was Kurt Cobain, but it's Bud Dwyer. Yeah, it was from like 87, I want to say, because I guess he had been busted basically for being corrupt. Yeah, and, he basic, and you can see it playing out in hindsight because he starts his press conference and he has three big envelopes. He hands one to his lawyer, two to his lawyer, one was for his family, one was for the lawyer, the third envelope he keeps, and that has the Joker-sized fucking gun in it. Yeah. And I always tell people, when you think about someone killing, you see it in the movies, it happens so cinematically. Like, they yeah. pull the gun out, it's smooth, and then you yeah. hear the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This video is... The gun almost goes off before he gets it in his mouth. Like, it. it's so fast yeah Yeah. and then like it's dude it's wild yeah it's so wild to where it's almost not even like gross wild to where it's where you're just like what the fuck did i just watch yeah like is that real oh my god that's real yeah yeah well i remember what i remember because that that was a news story obviously and they went to black but you heard people in the background. Some people, I think, were throwing up. People were fainting and stuff. Back to well, that and motif, I think a lot of people were just circle. like, uh, it probably took people 20 seconds to realize what the fuck just yeah, happened. Yeah, like, he just killed himself. I mean, the, I, I have, there's, I, when you've seen, think about your life. Put this out here for you, Keith. When you've seen something, like you, you see, you know, I believe little of what I hear, maybe half of what I hear. I believe, I mean, there's times I don't believe what I see. We're watching have you ever seen something murder people right now. A- have you seen something so crazy that just you didn't even believe it when it first happened? I have no, my story. It, it's pretty seen, good. <clears throat> That's why I'm setting it up. No, I've seen like car wrecks where you know like, oh, someone's dead. But like there's yeah. there's enough paramedics covering it up, but yeah. you're just like, there's no way someone survived that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but that, like, okay. no, I've never really been taken aback by anything like, like a violent, horrific image. No, I've never yeah. seen anyone break a bone even or anything. Yeah. Yeah. What did uh? here's something? And this was this. It's all inter- computer shit. Like the Bud Dwyer video. I was I used to fuck with Rotten dot com all the time when I was a kid. And you can see pictures of people after they got hit by trains and shit. Like, yeah. I've seen that stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I'm talking about my own personal experience. What I. You know, it wasn't necessarily a violent scene that I saw, but here's something that stuck out. This has happened just three years ago, maybe. <laughs> Someone we know. Uh, we were, I was over at Joe McMahon's place because he used to live on Claremont, very close to me. I could take a bus down there, I got down there. We were hanging out, drinking a few drinks. And his roommate, Mike McKay, was that his name? Is that his name? Yep. Mike McKay was uh, was there. And, you know, I like McKay. Nice enough. Good guy. boy. Works for the, works very good, well paying day job. Yep. Yeah. He's a uh, real estate guy. We can talk about that. Okay, we were hanging, and, and you know, their their apartment was a pigsty. It was not a clean place. It was a dirty place. You know, their place was not, and he'd walk around barefoot. So we're talking on his couch. Oh, he started picking his feet, he started right? picking his feet, and he put it in his fucking mouth. What do you Are you comparing that to watching someone get hit by a train? No, the point is, when, when you see something, you just don't yeah. even believe it. You don't even believe it. You're like, and I was like, did that just fucking happen? Like, I, I didn't believe it. Like, it was so fucked up to me, I, I couldn't believe it. 
I just think it'd be so, like this guy ate his toe jam and then he pulled out a gun. Well, he had something in between his toe. I, I don't know. It was blew his there head was something off. in his fingertips, and I was like, oh god. So I was like, okay, I didn't believe. I just kind of blew it off. You. We love you, Mike. Ten or fifteen minutes later, started digging around again, and I just said, dude, if you do that again in front of me, you gotta I said, put you that- do that again. I can't be your friend, dude. I just can't be your oh, friend. Oh, that's hilarious. I just can't be your friend. So, like that—that that, that was there was a certain line that was being crossed. Similar story, know? and I can tolerate a lot of shit, but yeah. for some reason, this was my like breaking point. Yeah, and I, so I, I got a high—I got a high threshold. My roommate, my old roommate, Burger, uh, he used to just like he used to make these giant sandwiches with like yeah. egg and avocado and yeah. kale and yeah. peppers. He like was in a big veggie kick. Yeah, but he would let the egg yolk drip all down his hands while he ate the sandwich yeah. and he wouldn't wipe it. And one day it would usually just be like a little drip and you're just like, OK, yeah, but that's a gag. Like, yeah, that's a gag reflex thing for me. Like even when I see someone snot cry. Yeah. Or like even a lot of tears like it grosses me out. Yeah. So like I remember like trying to talk with him and he's got this sandwich in his hand yeah. And I remember my words, like, you know, when you're trying to like not gag when you talk. Yeah. yeah. I remember doing that. And I remember going like, Burger, you need to wash your hands before I continue. And he got like mad at me. Yeah. And I like I was just like, dude, you have muke like viscous egg yolk <laughs> dripping off your hands right now. Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> you need to wipe. Like, why would you fucking do that? Like, why would you think that's OK? Yeah. To just yeah. let muke egg mucus fucking drip off your hand. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gross. I'm just, so, so again, the topic is really crazy things. Like I'm trying to think of a violent thing. I think for me, uh, experiences in the same. Like, what did I ever see that was a real like like a horrific sort of scene? Oh, well, I remember just being young. I talked about before on the show of like young and be, restless and, and being. <laughs> And being like at sporting events and late 70s, early 80s sporting events, it was a different experience than what it is now. Back then, it was like the Roman Empire, I think, in certain ways. It was just like it was like a nickel. And it was and fights would happen all the fucking time. That was like part of the experience of going to the game was you'd see brawls break out pretty consistently, you know, and like you don't it's much more of a family experience now too. Plus, it's also they what the fuck are we watching? We're watching Raiders of a Lost Ark. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's, that's what we turned that into. That looks like, uh, who the fuck, that looks like fucking, not Adrian Brody, but. Uh, this okay. is the movie that's given credit, they say, for creating the modern action movie. Yeah. And creating the fast pace, because this was And deemed, the multi-fucking uh, location. Well, well, this is Bay's very first job. He was the storyboarder for this movie. That was his very first oh, job. Oh, you could tell this, he just fucking ripped off Spielberg, fucking Frank. Oh, well, yeah, Frank. yeah, absolutely. Well, Spielberg, I mean, it's, he's, whatever you want to say about him, he's very relevant. You know, that guy looks like he's there to collect money. Ooh, oh. That guy walking up in the suit. Oh, well, it is. It, it, he's, a, he's a German foreign service agent, man. You know? Oh, this is the Nazi one, right? Exactly. Yeah, this Karen is the first Allen, one. This is she the, was this the is heartthrob of the time. This was great. This is a total. I mean, this movie was epic when it came. Those out. are the wackest punches ever. Like, you could just tell that Harrison Ford is not a tough guy. <laughs> what they say about this, this movie was the first movie that Spielberg did after 1941. After 1941. Yeah, and because it flopped, and he was like, this is never yeah. going to fucking happen exactly. again. Exactly. I'm, I'm never going to write a, anything funny on a piece of paper ever again. You know, and, and, and every scene was, every scene was, uh, like that whip, this was like a very action-packed moment. Like, whoa, this whip and stuff. 
I remember being into that, like imitating that when I was like 12 years old, getting, getting like a, a water hose out and trying to make that it seems whip. like one a present you'd ask your parents, like, can I get a whip? And they're like, <laughs> what? But I was this like, is Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah, well, that, I was in D.C. at that time, you know. And this is like I got whips in D.C., but you probably got to go to a crack dealer to find it. Yeah. Well, the crack still had not hit by that point. Eighty one. You missed out. Oh, dude. You could hung out with Dave. Chappelle. Missed out. Missed out, dude. By the mid 80s, it was in full force. My teenage years. Yeah, But you were gone. Right? Yeah. But I, I knew guys in my high school smoked crack in, 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 I smoke in Wisconsin, crack. in Wisconsin. I smoke yeah. crack. It's a good time. Yeah. No, I, it's I, actually not. It's. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, it's, I've never smoked. If crack. you like speed, it is, but it's intense, dude. Like you get high, woo, and it's yeah. quick. Yeah, like your head. The bit, my bit on my special yeah. describes it perfectly. Like the sound of all the sound, just like wom, 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 wom. like you start getting weird, like woos and woms in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're loaded. You're high, and God. like your vision gets all weird. Like every, I was watching I Dream of Genie. And it yeah. was it was a black and white one. <laughs> and when I took the hit, she used to turn me on a and, lot when I was a kid. Oh, she was Barbara hot. Eden She's way beautiful. hotter than Samantha. her name was Barbara Eden. The big battle. Well, the big battle is Samantha from Bewitched versus Barbara. Yeah, yeah Barbara Eden. Eden. <laughs> and it's Barbara Eden all day. But Barbara Eden was was a Pamela Anderson of her time. But yeah. I remember she was also married to that giant Arabian guy that would come out of the bottle. Her like master or whatever the fuck. Like, well, it, it was Larry Hagman. No, no, no. The oh. the Aladdin guy that. Oh big, yeah, that she would talk with. Sort of like guy, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was her husband in real life. Even like till uh, to this day, I think she might be still be alive. Oh yeah, Barbara Eden's still around. Yeah, um, yeah. she's in her mid eighties, I think. Yeah, but, but go ahead. dude, I hit took a hit of crack. It was a black and white episode of I Dream of Jeannie, and it got purple. Like the black and white turned purple <sighs> oh, real man. quick, and Oof. then like it was just like, <laughs> and the like uh, that was the good stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you get nauseous real quick, and I guess that's a common thing too. Like if it's real good, it'll make you sick. Oof. Man, that's oof, God! What a what a what a bad high! In a, in a and it's way. just intense for the next fifteen minutes. You're just is it about a fifteen to twenty minute high? Yeah, that's why crackhead. That's why people who smoke crack do it all, all night. The time. I watched Ugh. a guy spend two thousand dollars cash in Ugh. one night. He sat in my dad's bathroom and never came out. His eyes would get the size of those fucking light bulbs Jesus. when he would smoke crack, and he God. wouldn't say a word. He would go from talking like this to one hit of crack and just like, oh man. God, you are lost in your addiction. Well, his boy. son committed suicide. So. Ooh, man, that's rough. Big Simpsons fan. You go into his house. He had all this Simpsons memorabilia. Vince Rock, good guy. He employed my dad for a long time. Yeah. And dude, here's what would be intense. And I rode in the truck when this would happen. When my dad first met him, he had the, I didn't even know he, crack was involved with Vince LaRock. Yeah. I just knew like. Vince has good jobs because he has a he bought a fucking bread truck and turned it into his fucking work van. Yeah. So I remember always loving this bread truck that my dad would yeah. drive in. Yeah. But through hanging out with my dad, which yeah. was a consequence, he got back onto the shit. Yeah. And I remember him saying like this, you know, this is I don't get like like I get uncommunicative when I'm on this shit. So yeah. like I'm going to he would say like, just so you know, I'm going to go in this bathroom. Yeah. And like. I'm going to be there all night. And just nod and, or just be high. He'd just sit there on the toilet Jesus. with wide eyes, sweating fucking BBs. Ugh. Um, But yeah, $2,000 in a night. Uh, and I he would, he's the only person in my life I've ever seen physically withdraw from drugs. Oof. He would, his arms would tighten up and he would just like, and I remember he was driving us home one night and he started fucking Ugh. withdrawing while he was driving. 
and he had to like push down on the steering wheel while he was driving. Yeah. He got us fucking home though, but he yeah. fucking whipped out his giant cell phone. It was when flip phones first came yeah. out. Yeah. He ordered, he fucking, there was drugs waiting for us when yeah. we got back. Yeah. Cause he was hurting dude. Yeah. Jesus. I'm so, I just never, I think about when I worked at the city in Chicago I'll go scout, scout a location for a building we're going to put some money into. Which just opened. You saw, showed me the email. Did you, did, did, I did saw you, your did quotes. You, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. So it. Uh, I was on TV yesterday. They had a segment on ABC7. So I was on TV, got interviewed. Crocious built a vet, home, the homeless village or veter, veteran village. Pl- Placentia Veterans Village in Placentia in Orange human- County. Fecal matter on those walls in no time. No, 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 no. It, it, they are a He's very just like, well. No, no, no. Building. We pay Hispanics to clean those walls. No, it, it's it's privately managed. Those buildings. We got a building like that in El Monte that's been open for six years. You'd think it was brand spanking new. It's managed very well. We have very good social service programs there. People get off drugs. Uh, I'm not saying they're all successful. We have some problem tenants, but uh, difficult population to manage. But we manage to do it. So uh, it's a lot of work. But yeah, so that, that's we're having a grand opening on Wednesday. It's been gobbling up a lot of my life at work over the past two weeks, setting up this. Uh, I'm, I'm you know doing a pro, you know whatever just event planning, which is sort of like I don't know if it's really my thing, but it's like I, I sort of have to do it, you know. So, but we're having a grand opening. Oh, on you Wednesday. had to do like the what are you going to get? You getting so you getting a Jersey Mike sandwich or something? Well, like yeah, that? Th- th- there's that element, which is probably maybe that's not really what I'm paid for, but you know it's. My assistant's working on other things right now, too. It'd be hilarious. You get a review. They're just like, Crocious, this party was a drip. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. Believe me, they're not necessarily happy with my work. They said there was one foot-long sub, and you just told stories the whole time? Yeah, well, it's it's been this weird. This is being done not like how we typically do it. Typically, when we have a grand opening, we do it when the building's actually a functioning building, so it looks like a community. We have veterans come out and speak. It, 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 the, the building is settled in. It looks lived in. We're doing this before people are actually moving in because the city is basically, we're trying to make an, a splash in Orange County. If we make a splash in Orange County, then we'll do more development in the future. You know, so uh, this is kind of our, our toe that into the waters. That seems like some, something some fucking suited douche would say of just like, you know, you got to fucking make a splash out here in Orange County. Well, exactly. I'm not even saying you. Yeah. I'm oh, just no, saying no, be yeah. like. Yes. Just like that's what I was told by some guy who was hyper on fucking cappuccino at you Starbucks. Know, so yeah. apparently you have to fucking hit the waves in the OC. Yeah. So it's just that's taken up a lot of my time. You know, you got to come out here rolling. You got to. <laughs> but 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 I don't want to talk about that. We're I, world I, makers out here. It is. you know. So today in television. Now, what I've found disappointingly is a lot of the today in TV is just random television stations. Yeah. So what else happened? What happened? Yeah. So we have just fucking KWGN TV channel two in Denver begins broadcasting. When? 1952. 52. Uh, 1959. The Nun Story based on the novel by Catherine Holm starring Audrey Hepburn premieres in Los Angeles. (laughs) 1970, WJCL-TV in Savannah, Georgia, ABC, begins broadcasting. Wow. 1988, shooting begins on Bond film, License to Kill. (laughs) That's such a bad Bond. July 18th. Timothy Dalton bomb was so shitty. 1992, Sharon Belden of Florida crowned Miss World USA. Remember when that used to be a big fucking deal? Oh, I used to watch it and be into it. I'd I'd be excited when the America won. Like, look at her. She's beautiful. Seriously, I thought that when I was like 10 or 11. I remember being made fun of for that. Why would I be made fun of? I was expressing my healthy Why heterosexuality. They, have, they must have this every year. Fucking they have just randomly that Comic-Con started that year. Yeah. Not even started. It just 
46 San Diego Comic-Con International opens at the San Diego Comic-Con convention. So I was going to say, man, hey, hey, with uh, we were talking before about Florida being ground zero, the Wuhan yeah. of COVID, which obviously is no new insight. But I've often thought, you know, in my left-wing conspiratorial mind, what's going to be the Pearl Harbor event for climate change when Americans finally get it through their thick-plated cranium that we've got to do something about the environment? Well, it should be what well, should have wildfires. Well, and it all it should have been Katrina, you know, and the and, fact and, that tornadoes happen in January. Yeah, right and, and like all those weather things. But when's it going to finally penetrate into the boobs' heads and the morons' heads? And I think in Florida, if there's some massive hurricane with the Wuhan thing, with with COVID being going on at the same time, if there's, I a, think it's a real one-two punch. If there's a coronavirus hurricane, well, there's just no, there's Corona going on, and then and then the hurricane hits. You know, just look at the hurricane from space; it looks like a petri dish. It's got the little fucking. <laughs> but bugs also, inside just of it. more people get I mean, people die basically as a result because the the medical. I mean, I guess all the hospitals are at maximum capacity right now. In Florida, they yeah, they're maximum capacity. I mean, they're going to start. Even the assholes who went there to hide out are now like quietly bailing. Well, of course, I was telling her the worst person on Instagram for me right now. There's a couple of sports people that I follow that like they're not working right now because yeah. the sports networks are shut down. Uh, there was this one lady who was in Florida, and that's fine if you want to go to Florida to not wear a mask, but it'd be not wear a mask person. Yeah, don't frame it as like, well, I'm just trying to be positive through this whole thing, and I'm just trying to throw some love out there i'm fighting this with love Ugh. and wakeboarding oh it's a weird church element aspect yeah. it's like weird crystal bullshit yeah like i got my red light i'm gonna put a red light that kills the coronavirus yeah my red fucking uv lights yep my white toenail polish and, and, and so and so what's your point with that though she went there and she's gonna leave now or something well or no just- now she went to montana and now she's in montana super spreading out there <laughs> it's just People don't. <laughs> we're in this a, broad was in th- Miami this, for a month. There's th- no way she doesn't have the I'll coronavirus. Cry, I know. I, what, what, isn't the testing percentage like 30% yeah. positive? It's like this. It's 9% in LA, which is huge. But what you 30% could tell is epic. She's, may, she's like guising it as like, oh, I'm traveling during this time. But you can see like, oh, no, you're going to states that don't have regulations. Like. Once you once one state you're in shuts down, you go to another one that isn't shut down and you spread the virus there. And then it was just like, oh, boo, now my party's over here. Now I'm going to go to fucking Montana. It's just it. it, I mean, what do these people have to uh, to see to recognize that we're we're interconnected? There's this whole it's the classic religious thing in this country. But, you know, the individual and your individual freedom is above all. It's only killing the olds and the fats. God. So, oh, geez, great. You know, it's just, yeah, we should feel so good about that. You know, it's Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's just, I mean, it's just the cruelty is the point. The cruelty is the point. It's thinning the herd is the point. They want to thin some of the herd, you know, and allow that to happen, you know, and just. Well, they say, oh no, we we don't want that. But look how Indy it, feels it, about that dude. He's fucking furious about it. Yeah. And he's fired up over the coronavirus. He would lasso the fuck out of it. I, I guess it, it, when they filmed this, I read it. First off, they filmed this like in seventy nine days. They just cranked it out. And uh, but there was a people had food poisoning one time on set. I think during the filming of uh, some of these scenes, they had bad food poisoning. I guess. Over well, yeah, there. they're not in America. Yeah, sure and, it's and it's fucking... the early eighties. You know, and it's nineteen eighty. And they're filming in like Tunisia, I think. It's 1980 outside of the United States, everywhere there was malaria. No, it's... I'm it, kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Although malaria, 
we, we should have a movie about mosquitoes. But that not really, sharks. do you, uh, do you honest to God, people. because of the television and the say no to drugs and just how they tried to fucking light up America, I feel like the 80s in my head, everywhere outside of America had the kids with like flies on them. Oh yeah. Like oh, that. oh, 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 like yeah. That, that, that's, that's how they made it seem. Oh, like absolutely. Outside of America, there's flies eating black children's eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, be grateful. Yeah. No, absolutely. Be grateful that we're busting you for minor possessions of cocaine. Because they're could, still trying to push that. Because you could be having your eyeballs eaten by house flies in what, Ethiopia. Well, what, what's ironic about it is it because eighty percent <laughs> of Americans don't have a passport. It's so inward looking the culture. No, Ethiopia they, is actually not so bad anymore. It, it, it's still bad. Yeah, but, I read an article about it. It's still got some problems. But the point yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to like Western Europe or Australia or Japan, these places seem to be running th- or South Korea, Sweden, they seem to be r- running it pretty freaking well. Yeah. You know, it's like and even England. This is how I I well, actually wanted to come up, up with this. But, but like even not even coronavirus, how, this fear people have of America losing its foothold in like the overall power. England used to be a fucking kingdom, dude. Of course. And like. They're still around. The empire. Like, I think people have this idea that, like, well, if America's not the number one country in the world, it won't exist. Well, exactly. No, I, I, I literally We'll be th- China. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, or, no, yeah. we'll be England. Yeah, yeah. We'll have, yeah. We'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have sports leagues. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll, yeah. it'll, we just won't be the number one country in the world. I, I think that that's a real psychological uh, chasm for people to actually handle. I mean, there's and such a... wouldn't you know it, when you're not the number one country in the world, you're not... Fucking, you don't have the temp to go to war every month. What? Well, yeah, because you know you can't. Yeah, it's it's also it. Th- that mentality though is so seared into people's heads that to to get over that to change it, it's literally an epistemological break has to happen, Keith. Like literally, it's sort of like, oh yeah, we can't think that way anymore. Well, and I and think when that happens, like society parts of society break away. Like they can't. It's like what? What do you mean? We're not number one. I mean, there's like panic attacks. I think happen, we're already you know? not number one. Well, I mean, the I knew money the, wise. I, yeah, we're number one. Yeah, I, and, and military wise, absolutely. Well, I knew, I knew we were. <laughs> whatever whatever I, I just know I, I love I, how they pop the glasses on him at certain points when they want him to be not like a rapist yeah yeah he's, he's he like rapes a, a few ladies throughout the course of these movies you know but he uh well he's a womanizer man but uh, uh, but my point is with, with the um I, I don't want to go off on that I, I just the the, the right wing thing I don't want to it's just it's too it's too this isn't the one me. where they eat brains right no, no. Where the, they eat the monkey that, that, brains? That, that, that's Look at him, one. dude. That is Han fucking Solo right Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Absolutely, man. I mean, he was... Dude, he was a flat-out fucking Dude, he didn't want to do Return of the Jedi because of this bullshit. Well, he, he didn't want to wear the fedora in a, in a Blade Runner because of this, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Well, because he was already... He, he didn't want to be, like, typecast. Yeah. Well, and that's why when they asked him to be Return of the Jedi, he was like, People know me more as Indiana Jones. Like, they're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna... It's You're gonna... They're gonna be like, Oh, there's Indiana Jones in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, but boy was he wrong. Yeah. I bet you that pissed him off. Yeah, that yeah, people the, were just like Han Solo, and he's just yeah. like, "No, I'm Indy. I got the whip. I rape chicks." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a freaking movie star, my friend. Just a movie fucking star. But I was going to make a point that I had to just pull, pull back. I can't do the the whole the right wing argument. I just can't. <laughs> you know, I cannot. Every I desert scene, and, Exorcist. Exorcist 2. There's always this. a bunch of people working in There's the There's always some sort of crew. massive bare bones fucking expert like 
yeah, they're yeah, yeah. excising something from the ground, dusting yeah. bones and shit. <laughs> yeah. They got homemade <laughs> scaffolding and shit. Absolutely. Yeah, People the, fucking carrying plates of rice on the tips of their heads. It's this whole thing about this is what you know, this is what Egypt is like. You know, it's yeah. like they're making the Suez Canal yeah. right now. Pretty you know? soon we'll see the kids with flies in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> But you're right. I mean, that was put out that America was number one. You see, that was a big thing the right wanted to do then is they knew America was having a crisis of conscience because of the Vietnam War and what see, we had gone on. See, but now I feel... They're trying to go back to that model now, now and, they, and it ain't working. See, because they don't have the footage. In the 80s, they had the footage, footage of, of, of all the new, of all the kids sitting in puddles with no food and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. you can't keep rerunning that. You're out of footage. The kids aren't in puddles anymore. Well, now, they're just, the country, now they're just sitting in decrepit buildings. It doesn't look so bad. I mean, and I'll say this. This is... I mean... This country is a third world country. It's a third world country. Yeah, for a lot of people. It's a third world country. So people I mean, don't... we're sitting in a first world studio apartment right up top. But but <laughs> but but it is a uh, you know, I mean it is there's a massive economic uh, inequality. Dude, this is the result of 40 years of policy and this is what ha- and people don't give a shit. You know, they should. But Dude, uh, you're making the liberal LA so hard right now but, but, talking but, but, about but the this whole... being a third world country. Oh my God! Talk about how we're fascist too, Crow. Well, we're not go f- the go fascist that we've been fascist. You know, it's diet. People don't even it's, know it's fa- diet fascism still. This Portland shit today is really breaking the barrier. Well, it's of like it, it, we're it's, Russia. It's putting now. a feeler. It's we're putting Russia a feeler now. out. Oh yeah, what's well, it's we bit. can just make fun of the government and yeah, that will be the true step. Well, again, it it, it, it it's it isn't what it's not what when people Seinfeld say. It's gets, what people do. When Seinfeld gets off for one of his "What's the deals?" That's when you know we're Russia. Well, yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, it's. So, I mean, this is. I haven't read a lot about it, but it's it's definitely an attempt to put a feeler out there. Of, okay, we're going to do this in some areas. Who would Trump have to? What would he have to do to move the election? If he would say, "Oh, you're afraid of the coronavirus? Fine, we're moving the election." Uh, I think that would be a constitutional crisis. I I don't quite know how that decision would get made. I, I don't I don't know how that would get implemented. Would they just choose a different date? I, I, I don't, it's unprecedented as far as I know. Uh, so I I think there would be and the fact is the fact is that's his they final, do have to pay attention to public opinion and there would be an uproar. Well, that's his there final fight. I think that's his final hail mary is. Uh, talking about how voting by mail is going to ruin is going to like seal fraud well, well that's his final flame well he vote, voter fraud is that's one of his fundamental pillars for his narrative when, if he loses if he loses which all the early indications oh, and this is not rocked, 2006 dude, yeah and, 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 and in the battleground states i mean you know, he dude, is not, every 40 year old black person is voting for Joe Biden. Well, it's also and he's brought no one else to the table. Nobody who voted for Hillary in 2016 is going to vote for Donald Donald Trump. That's just not going to happen. So he's brought no one else to the table on the marginal analysis scale too, there are fewer white men around, you know, so it's like uh, certain demographic trends are not in his favor. So they're going to try to do voter suppression and they'll succeed with a lot of it. But I think there's going to be a wave of people voting against it. You know, so it's like a little indie sound. Oh yeah, no, yeah. This is this is a badass scene. I remember this being a very dramatic scene. When you see the sunset on the on like the and the laser comes like this is the location of the arc. That's something I think this movie created too. Is the like you need to put the amulet in this hole yep. and then the sun hits it and yep. then the beam has to hit this fucking rice and then it yep. burns the hole on the rope and then it fucking a rock hits. Yeah, and then the aquarium goes dry, yeah. you know. And then yeah, and then like a waterfall appears for no reason. <laughs> But yeah, this is, she's mapping out the ancient city of, and a laser just comes out like, this is the eye of God. 
God is going to show you where to go. It's mystical. I saw this four times in the theater. God damn it, dude. Your parent, that must have cost your parents $75. No, it, no, it cost them about 16 because it was four bucks. Oh, a yeah, movie. I forgot. <laughs> but back then, that still wasn't the, like, weren't that still where That's they like, cheap. Uh, no, it's so cheap. So that was cheap. That was like yeah. the movies were a, a, a known, like, cheap form of yeah, entertainment. Absolutely. It's like, it was like sporting events. Oh, fucking crazy. I mean, you know, they, they've changed it now. They've changed the economics of it. They price people out. So it is... Well, that's what I think is a good consequence of the of the COVID is it fucking showed these movie theaters. What's what, dude? Yeah, it's... It for, uh, good. God, I'm do glad you see AMC's closing. Do you Close, see, dude. Do you see how, how many... Uh, how many companies have filed for bankruptcy? They're the name brand co- J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, Victoria's Secrets filed for bankruptcy. Uh, P- bankruptcy just means like well, you have to restructure your, your debt cleared. and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's but it's more fin- complex. It basically, than means that. financially you're a new company. right? Well, no, no. What it is is they basically have to restructure all of their debt, which bankers get involved. That's what a lot of their time is spent doing. And, and, and my they mom get, they get filed better. for bankruptcy to clear her credit card debt. Well, yeah, there's different types of bankruptcies. There's like Chapter 11, Chapter 13, there's Chapter 7. Which one does Peter Francis Geraci cover? I, I, I really don't know for sure. I should know. Uh, a personal bankruptcy versus the, like a corporate bankruptcy, you restructure your debt. Hopefully, you can get your life, you get your company and get together and you, it can survive. But a lot of times, it, it dude, is he a... just force-kissed Karen Allen hard. Well, she's tied up. Well, she, I mean, fr- He kissed they, her before he freed her. The, 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 listen, they... they, they uh, God, you're, you know, Your generation reads into some crap sometimes. I didn't read they into shit. They have a shit. feisty relationship. You know, she, she, she's just tough, beer-swelling, alcohol-drinking broad. She Alicia can handle her own. would be furious if I started making out with her before I untied her from being captive. Hey, because he hadn't seen her because he thought she was dead. It was a happy moment, you know? Well, he was because he was excited to see her. Now he he's, couldn't believe. Now he's this has been the drive her. of his character. He's trying see, to actually save her. But you know, this is a sign of the '80s, though. This is the comedy part, though. He saw her, made out with her, feigned the free, and then he's like, "Oh no, it's I'm gonna help you." And then he comically tied well, she her. She gave back him information. Up. She gave him information yeah. to make a different decision. And then he regagged her. Yeah, but you don't have to tie her back up. Well, because because he doesn't want it to be known that he's no, potentially he there. He just fucking mouth raped his wife oh, and he God. doesn't want her to talk so he God. gagged her that is that is just <laughs> that is i'm kidding there's war this is not the accused for crying out loud okay you know this he, he that, definitely to, him and his dad definitely like sexually assault a woman in the third movie. well sean connery if you ever heard of his story man he's oh yes i hit women like he tell you i strike women like because in the dude. third movie that that's era one of, the plots. of like man of man you know? In part three, one of the plot lines is him and Indy bang the same girl. Okay, okay, I, I want to talk about this. And it this is not consensual. Adam. Second wave feminism. A lot of second wave feminism, like what it was reacting to, was like their father being like Sean Connery. It was all these men who were like, their fathers were like World War II veterans who were violent, dark men. And I think a lot of it, they were just afraid of their fathers. My mother got beat just up, you know, knocked around. with Scottish accents. And just like, and just rough, rough treatment. So that's what a lot of second wave feminism was about, you know. So I, I, I wonder with third wave feminism, there is definitely the sexual harassment thing is definitely still a thing, and that was a big thing in second wave feminism too. Sexual harassment was very All these, much a thing. Oh yeah, he's got that weird hand. Well, because because he burnt it on the medallion when they were in Tibet, you know. He he was a good villain. He's a good like when you make Germans villains. It's Hello, good. I'm the Nazi. That's a virgin. <laughs> it um 
Anyway, so they dig down here. But what, yeah, so how are we looking time wise? We're at an hour seven. You want to break? Yeah, let's break, man. Yeah, let's and what are we going to do in the second half? You think? You want to continue indie? We could flick around. Yes, yeah, continue indie. We're back for the second half, my friend. Second half. Came in on a commercial, but we're still here. Give a little flick. Let's see what else is on. I mean, we're still sure. probably going to stay with Raiders. Bad Boys 2. Never saw that. Dude, Ridiculousness runs MTV. It's crazy how MTV started out, music videos, then they had that period where it was like half music videos, then like they'd incorporate Shows they had the MTV yep. Beach House where yeah. it would be like comedians and sketches, and then yeah, the like real world break. Real world used to be like the one oh. television show. The real world changed MTV. the world. Real world was fundamental. It was great, yeah. and Nirvana that went hand in hand. Yes, absolutely. Pedro, gay Pedro, and Puck. Yeah, absolutely. Puck. Puck was a. Uh, I remember that. Oh, Puck anyway. drank anything that was blue because it looked like Windex. That's the one thing I remember about him. <laughs> God, and so Puck quote. Do you guys, Puck, when I was 25 years old, that was like, everyone talked about Puck, you know? That was a big thing. He was thing. a real piece of shit. Oh, of course. And I remember just like, nah, being like, this guy's such an asshole. Why do you all like him? He's the early you know? CT. Then there was CT from fucking the later real worlds. What, what, what was CT in? CT, what, 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 I think, was city? Paris. That was the first city he was in was Paris. And then CT's oh, well, he, the guy they bring in for the challenges when they have like... See, I never saw it when it matured into something different. Like uh, when it went in a different CT direction. CT gets wild, dude. CT will get hammered and just get into people's faces and he'll drop you, dude. He's one of those guys that like can fight. Yeah. So he'll pick, he'll pick on you because he knows that if you try and defend yourself, he will kick the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that is a low-functioning human being. That's a low-functioning human being. It's a source of power. It's a source of power. And I'm sure it makes him feel good. <clears throat> Uh, they are one of those shells where, of human beings. And it's one of those things where, because this is like the arc of his character on all of the seasons of the shows, is yeah. like Paris, he was that guy where like, he was loud and boisterous, but you were like, ha, like, yeah, it's grating, but you know, he's just yeah. like, who they were playing a pool game and they were making euros because they that's the money out there. Yeah, exactly. And he was just screaming like, "We're making some euros, quick ten euro!" And he was getting in people's faces because he was Ugh. beating them in pool. Oh god! And at first they were just like, "Ha, yeah!" And then like after two weeks of it, yeah, it's like they were just like, "Oh no, this is who you are. Like Ugh. this isn't just the yeah." So then like he started getting in fist fights. And now, since that's his character, anytime they bring him in, fucking love Jurassic Park. Yeah. Anytime they bring him in on the show, it's just like, well, we're going to try and get him and fight somebody. God. Yeah, well, that, that, that's because they know they're still trying to get a life out of that show. They're still trying to beat a dead oh, horse. And they're like 52 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. I mean, th that show was like cutting edge. The cut, the real world New York and then real world L.A., they were cutting edge. So San Francisco is definitely one of them. I remember I was kind of in Chicago. Boston is the best season, 1997. That's like my heyday youth. Yeah. I watched every episode of this of the Boston season when it aired, and yeah. then my sister taped it, and we would rewatch it. We would smoke pot like when we were like 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. She was older. but I'm curious. So you were talking about this. What The, the arc of MTV, you were on to something. It was music videos. Then oh, it was like music videos and like kind of TV they production. Went full on like television production. Yeah. Yeah. Every, like new season of MTV every year, yep. stand up shows, fucking Daria, Beavis and Butthead. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all sorts of shit. Fucking 
what was that room fucking it was like a sex show like a teenage sex show undressed yeah was the name of the show tommy from the power rangers was on that <laughs> uh all sorts of shit they had the tv version the show of love line was on mtv yeah didn't they also have what <laughs> was was singled out on mtv no i didn't yes. know it was it was MTV. <laughs> but now it's one show all day like they just figured out like they it's like they went did a decade of test runs of like we're going to do Teen Mom and pick yeah. my ride and we're going to yeah, have yeah. all these shows on at once. And then at the end of 10 years, we're going to figure out which one was popular and then we're just going to play that all day. Wow! It's all just Rob Dyrdek's ridiculousness, which wow. we know uh, Renee Gautier. Yeah. She writes for that show. That's like how that's like her job. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't even or she know. did for a long time and wow. she's on it sometimes because there's like he has panelists that make fun of the clips and I think she's been like, like one of the panelists. jokes in that. Wow. Well, she writes for the show, but I think because she does stand up, they put her on TV because she can like talk in front of a camera. Yeah, exactly. A lot of writers don't have a personality, which is fucking weird. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, it's um, I saw personalities her the page. <laughs> well, speaking of which, man, are you going to be uh, whipping something together here, my friend? Oh yeah, I wrote a late show. Man, I got. I'm submitting a packet for the late show. Good it's, for you. They're only hiring people of color, so I will not get it. <laughs> uh, I am a person of color, but you're my skin breed. tone has no color, so I'm not. Danny Callis said it best. Keith, you're half Mexican, but you have white skin and a white last name, so you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Listen here with this yeah. Danny Gallo's voice. <laughs> you have white skin you and a white, white last name. So you're not Mexican. I uh I miss Callis. He said you are, but in people's eyes, you are not. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's right. You know, it like yeah, as much exactly. as people say, when it all boils down to it, race is about skin color. Oh, it's certainly part of it. Because Bobby Hill goes through to had a bunch of shit his whole life because he's half black and light skinned. Yeah. And people he was like, dude, there are people that don't that they don't think I'm black. Like yeah. they try and like they don't let me they he's look biracial. At, they look at me weird when I like I throw like he'll say something like he'll get like hood or whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck. Yeah. He was like, it gets him upset. Like he was like when I was a kid, people used to like deny yeah. my blackness just yeah. because of my skin color. Yeah. Yeah, it's Biracial identity, I think, is a uh, interesting road to travel in this culture. I don't think it's uh, easy, you know. I mean, it wasn't hard for me. I kind well, of yeah. it was it was fine. It was fine being white. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a certain advantage. It is that annoying comes with that. though because there were kids that legitimately, I would get into arguments with people telling them that I was Mexican. Yeah. Like, why would I lie about this? Yep. Yeah. Why would this be my lie? Yeah. It's so random. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So yeah, 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 yeah. That? Why would that be your lie? Well, what's a good lie to have, you think? What's a good lie? What, a number of girls you have sex with or something like that? Or what, what, what's a good lie? <laughs> That's a bad lie, too. But what's a, hmm. you know, is there is there such a thing, Keith? Is there? I, I'm a terrible liar. I don't liar. know. I've told I'm a terrible fucking, liar. I killed my Uncle Roy preemptively to get off, get out of work. He was on, like, death's door. He was, like, his liver was failing. And he fucking and I didn't want to go to work one day. So I called my work and I was like, dude, my uncle died and my mom is a mess. So I have to go deal with her. Luckily, he did die the next day. <laughs> so, so it covered your lie. Yeah. <laughs> but initially it was a lie. Oh, yeah. 
I got, oh, yeah. I got a good. I threw my mom in there too. That was I felt worse about that. Yeah, bringing some other family in there, and then it's like it's not just you. Because then I like, had to be like, oh, the funerals on this day, that, but it matched up because he died the next day. You know? I I, uh, I remember when I was uh, a busser at Sweetwater's Restaurant in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, as an eighteen-year-old, bussing tables at a high-end restaurant where like proms would be at and stuff. You know. <laughs> I like was, a banquet uh, hall. Yeah, well, it was actually it was a, actually it was a kind of a, it definitely was a decent restaurant. You know, uh, I remember like the, the, it was one of the few places in, in Eau Claire where like gay couples would go to hang out because and, and they do it like late at night. The last the, the last like hour they'd go and hang out because they they felt comfortable enough there. You know, it was sort of allowed. You know, and it was like you know a higher end. I, I had been at Old Country Buffet. And I Fucking worked up to Sweetwaters Newman. <laughs> I always forget Newman's in this. Exactly. So, but it was uh, shit, man. We were we were talking about uh, banquet oh, yeah. hall. Here's my, lie. Here's my lie. Here's my lie. The Oakland A's were playing the Minnesota Twins in a four game series in August of 1987. The A's were in first place. Was this the first year of like mega A's? No, they, it was the year before. But you could tell they were getting better. Lewis was the manager. Uh, Canseco won Rookie of the Year. So that's why Dwyer, McGuire was was the was Rookie so of the Year. So that's why '88 stings so bad because that yeah. was like supposed to be the culmination of this. No, it dream wasn't. The, team. No, no, no. It was the beginning of a dynasty. Is what it was going to be. It was going to be the beginning of a dynasty. So you think? But a, but a freak play by Kurt Gibson so stopped you think, that from happening. So you. You would think, like, momentum-wise, they win that World Series. They're winning two out of the next four. Oh, oh yeah. They're going to win three over five years, four over six. Because then they also lost then, to the fucking Reds. Yeah, th- th- that was a tough one for different reasons because they were the best team in baseball. 89 was undeniable. Yeah, was, yeah, they were amazing. But 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 So in 87, you could tell it was starting to – Dave Stewart won 20 games that year. Like, their pitching staff started to play better. Like, Dave Duncan was their pitching coach, and Larusa. They got Larusa when he got fired from the White Sox, and he was a very good manager for them. So, man, three uh, straight pennants. So they, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they went to the playoffs four over five years. They won the division four, when it was two divisions still. They won it four over five years. They won three straight pennants, and they went to one, they won one World Series. Should have won 88. They were by far a better team, but Hershiser was a great pitcher. So I could be, uh, whatever. My point is, is uh, in 87, Okay, I want to go see one of those games. My brother and I want to go see it. He calls up. He called. He called up. Works it. Hey, man, mom's been in a car accident. Oh, that's great. And, and, and said, said that to the supervisor. And like, hey, Adam, you got to call. And I was like, uh, my mom's been in a car accident. Like, oh, you can leave right away. I was like, thank you, I appreciate that. And I left right away to go see the A's play. Then the next day, they're like, well, how's your mom? And I, I was. I, I, it ended up being fine. I, I, I stammered a little bit. I was like, I was like, luckily it. It, it, it actually was not as bad as we thought it was going to be. So it ended up being fine. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's when so, you know you're a little sociopath, when you could fucking bounce it off quick like that. You know, well, it's like... Uh, I was good like that, too. I can't even think of specific ones, but there were multiple moments. Like, I was so good at getting away with cheating because they would just be like, Keith, were you looking at the paper? And I would just be like, no. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just can't be... That's why I'm good at stealing shit now. Because you just can't. <laughs> look like you're about to get caught. Yeah, yeah. You, you like it's got to make it in the natural flow of like, what you do Just things. like, no. Yeah. Like, don't f- get defensive. Yeah. Just like, yeah. were you looking at his paper? No. Yeah. Yep. I was scratching my neck. Yep, exactly. Don't, yeah, don't have a dip. Yeah, absolutely. Don't have a smirk. Don't laugh. Don't be like, no. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Just be like, no. No, no I'm good. No, it wasn't, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, uh. so I think of that being a lie that was worth it. <laughs> 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 not a big one on lying I have lied I have lied 
But I don't, uh, I'm not a big I, one on it though. Not a big. I, I'm not because I, I just, you can't. You know what? I as a kid, I would lie about dumb shit. Like I would say I could do crazy. Like I used to tell people <laughs> that I could snowboard real good, and I can't. I'm sure I could because I can skateboard. Done, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's similar, but yeah. like I've never snowboarded. Like I don't know if I could snowboard. Were you an overweight skateboarder? Yeah, I broke it. I've broken skateboards. Good for you. The first Ollie I ever popped, I, I, I snapped my friend's skateboard in half. Ooh, he was kind of upset, but it was yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. I, again, I said this before. I always felt when I look back on, I remember I hung out with some of the skating kids like in my in my high school. They kind of liked me, had a sense of humor, the skate kids, but I never skated. But they'd be like at a place somewhere we just bullshit for a half right. an hour. Hey, what's up, man? It'd be a big social time. You would look weird. You probably have your those like it's too gawky. Your trainer shoes on a skateboard. I I I, I, I would be too gawky. I, my balance wasn't good. That's when I knew. I, see, I grew too quick. Crocious and his light up British knights on a skateboard. You know. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I always light wanted up shoes to be. Were the fucking shit in I, the nineties? I never had light up shoes. Dude, BK fucking light up shoes. Yeah, kids like light up shoes. Little kids yeah, like shoes. Yeah, because that was we were all on the spectrum. What's dude, what's like? Look, it's a flashing. That light. was the beginning of social awkwardness because we would just stand and stare at our shoes like fucking zombies. God, what a weird. Yep, that that, that that's, dude. It really was a time. As great as the '90s was, it was a fucking time of like, put them in front of the video games. Put them in front of yes, the TV. Get absolutely. them. Get them. Let's get them food. They'll go to sleep. Like yep. it, it was like a very that, that that was a parenting technique in the eighties too. Seventies was latchkey. I was a latchkey kid. I came back from school and I didn't. My I parents was a latchkey kid for two too, or three years or two or three it, hours. Like having like money on the table for food and like yeah. But we were only home by ourselves for like three hours. Like my mom was home by four yeah. or five. My mom was home by between five and six. So it was by three hours. I got to watch Tiny Tunes. The one episode of the Power Rangers yep. and oh no, Tiny Toons, Batman the Animated Series, Power Rangers, and then my stepdad would come home and I wasn't allowed to watch TV because he was a fucking prick. Huh. And then we had a TV in my room, but it had awful reception. I used to cry when like I'd be watching X Men, the cartoon. It was like the big five part Phoenix yeah. saga. Yeah. And this was fucking the reruns didn't happen especially with these obscure animated shows yeah, like when they yeah. released these shows on dvds i fucking came in my pants yeah yeah <laughs> because like i had never seen these shows in fucking decades yeah so when you're watching a cartoon that is literally in that moment never gonna air again yeah, yeah. when the feed cuts out and you get that yep yeah you cry yeah like you would literally get like you know how you got when Walter Payton rushed for 275 on the Bears? I was going to say, yeah. That's how I would get when, like, snow would come up on the TV and I would be missing a TV show. I would be like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. I got to admit it. Why are we so fucking poor? Why can't we have a goddamn cable from our wall to our TV box so I don't have to go through this fucking horse shit? When you like, like a 93? We did in the living room, but my yeah. truck driver stepdad, that was the adult TV. And when he was home, we couldn't watch that. Ugh. Well, I can tell you, man, I, uh, for me, yeah, 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 with the, uh, with, with the TV thing, you were, I was gonna make a good point about that. You had a good point about Snow it. on the TV? Yeah, I remember when I cried watching television, I cried watching television. <laughs> uh, there was a show called Ultraman. 
Oh, I remember that Ultraman show. Was, was ja- Japanese. Like, it was an Americanized Jap- like Sentai show. It was. It was. Yeah. That was your Power Rangers because it was the yes. same concept. They would take footage from a Japanese show and splice it with like, well, hey Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These what weird are, voiceover yeah. actors, like you know, and then the lips, the lip syncing was off. Yeah, know? but again, it was these Japanese show, and and it was Ultraman. You know, uh, there was always a, the, the, he had to fight someone. <laughs> there was, was a he's fighting some creature. It was a Godzilla creature or a Mothra creature yeah, or giant. whatever. And it'd be these horrible sets that were hilarious. That cost about 50 bucks to make. They were hilarious. And he, he had a suit on that. He, he had a light bulb that would start blinking when he started losing his energy. Yeah. He got his energy from the sun. He had to fly back to the sun in order to get his energy. That was, that was, he had to get, and if he didn't get back to it, he might die. Yeah. Well, there was one episode when he was fighting a truly scary creature, which was this weird stand-up zebra oh, creature. Someone just died. Yeah. It was a zebra creature with no face. It was, I remember being scared by it. I was like a five-year-old, like I couldn't process it. And, uh, and 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 it was it was a real close fight. Ultraman went, and he 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 died in the episode, and I fucking wept. I wept when Ultraman they had him die oh! in the episode. Oh, so like, now we're getting into this. So I cried two specific moments. I cried. There's an yeah. episode. Do you remember the show Ren and Stimpy? Of course. So didn't they, watch it a lot, but it was they funny. cleaned it up and played it on Nickelodeon. I didn't know as a kid that it originally aired on MTV. That yeah. was like a late night MTV Absolutely. for teenager show. It, it was a hipster show for like people in their like late teens, yeah. early twenties. And then in the mid nineties, they repurposed it on Nickelodeon, and I fucking fell for Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. And there's an episode where Ren goes gets famous, the little fucking dog <laughs> Chihuahua, <laughs> and he leaves fucking Stimpy, and they're all separate, and Stimpy's like all sad. And like, dude, I cried so hard yeah. during that episode. Yeah. And then they meet at the end. They get back together. <laughs> Steampy. He realizes he was fucking an <laughs> asshole. Uh, and then E.T., another one, still will cry. Yes. And then uh, in the mid-90s, they used to, in the summers, they would have Summer of Stick on Nickelodeon. Stick Stickly. It was this yeah. fucking little popsicle stick with eyeballs and a smile. And yeah. this dude would just voice it. Yeah. And he would host the evening, the, the afternoon's television. But it was every day all summer. So, like, you fucking were boys with Stick Stickly. Yeah. And there, it wasn't even, like, every summer he'd go away, but then he'd come back. And then they announced, like, we're done with this. And, like, yeah. the last Stick Stickly, they had him, like, walking away like all sad like saying goodbye to people yeah and it just hit me out of nowhere dude like yeah. i started bawling because yeah. this fucking popsicle stick was walking away <laughs> on nickelodeon uh, i think there was something called separation anxiety keith <laughs> i think that there was a uh, an early diagnosis because I, I know for myself when i think about crying and again we talk about sporting events but uh, television shows where i cried uh, the end of Incredible Hulk when I was a kid, on yeah, occasion he always had to leave. He had to leave on occasion. That would get me because he, he was ultimately a solitary. Yeah, he sad would always figure. meet his son dun, every dun, episode dun, and shit. Dun 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 dun. dun. That dickhead can, fucking. Can, can you find that song? Can you find the, yeah. the end of the uh, the Incredible Hulk late seventies. Lou Ferrigno and Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger were at equal levels. Dude, I point. have that song on a mix CD. Several mixed dun, tapes. Dun, dun, dun. I cry. I, I never, never cried. Lump in the throat, though. First, Got a we're going to do the, the intro. I'll admit it. I'll I used to it. make my parents laugh because I had this fucking, you know, those little tape players that had a microphone yeah. that you could talk out of? I had one. Yeah. And when you put the microphone up to the speaker, it would make like this feedback. Yeah. And I would do the beginning of The Incredible Hulk. Like, <laughs> 
Dr. David Banner <laughs> suffered gamma radiation. Now it like because it has this like and you and I would do that. That was the first time I knew I was funny because I just did it randomly. <laughs> like I just started doing it and then my mom just started dying. <laughs> Incredible Hulk thing. Did they look at the dinosaur poop yet? There's that dinosaur yeah, yeah, shit, exactly. son. I would yep. throw her in it and start laughing. This is Gold Goldblum. What a career. Goldboom, man, he is at a career. <laughs> okay. Still maintaining some relevance. See, Goldblum. the ending theme is always going to be the fucking, okay, extended intro. Here we go. The fast playing Dr. piano. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation interacts with his unique body chemistry. I could do this voiceover. Oh, yeah. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. He, he turns into Bill Bixby. It, it, it was, he would have two times every episode. And yeah, there'd the, be an early one, and then the reveal. Through, yeah. Well, halfway through, he would turn into the Hulk, but he would have to run away. Yeah, exactly. Because someone would catch him. But then, at the end of the episode, he would have to turn into the Hulk to solve the to dilemma, save the somebody, issue, exactly. yeah. yeah, to resolve it. And that's when people would realize that it was him, but they wouldn't say anything. At least one person <laughs> would know that, like, that was fucking. He would always have some weird. That was fucking. <laughs> that was fucking Cliff or whatever the fuck. You can't do that now. Everyone's life is just photographed. You, can, you, know you, can't, you can't get away with it. You, here's how there, much there's of no a, dark corners of the world, and you can't be a carny. Here's how much of a comic book things. nerd I was. I fucking hated that they named him David Banner. Like, what's wrong with Bruce? His name is Bruce Banner. In the oh comic yeah, books. yeah. Well, I, you know, someone, Bruce was his middle name was, in the show. It was probably a copyright thing. Or it was his middle name, and sometimes he would say his name was Bruce in the town like because he always had an alias when he would yeah. go to town and he'd be like yeah. oh I'm Bruce yeah and I'm just like that's your real fucking name yeah he was yeah it was and then there's the final MASH style TV movie where he fucking unbecomes the Hulk ooh man it's like the series finale wow but it's I never knew that yeah so so how does the how does the finale music play we gotta hear that oh yeah I, 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 okay let's hear it I wanna see if I <laughs> oh dude it's that's when it. you put Hulk theme song that's the first one that comes up is the is the same oh, I'm, one, I'm right? pulling it up. Oh, yeah. That's the one walking away. Yep. Family Guy's made fun of it so much. The Lonely Man, it's called. Oh, we're going to get an ad. I got the sound down. Don't worry. Five seconds. I got to get premium. I really got to get premium. <laughs> then it's just him walking away. Hitchhiking, yeah, and like there'd be like a tumbleweed behind him, or like a a a, a, a single leaf floating through the wind. No one's picking him up. Yeah, it's him alone, solitary. Dude, Jeff Goldblum laughing during this song is tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I know. It, he keeps going. It's four minutes. This is like a piece of classical music. The, the sound is this a George Winston? <laughs> I don't know. It's not. The, well, there was no. a big thing in the late seventies, like kind of a new age thing. George Winston, written by the American composer uh, Joe Harnell. Wow, keep died playing in it. Two thousand and five. Did they? I got a feeling when he died in two thousand five. I think at his funeral, I think this song was played. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it's safe to say. They just this took away played. his casket. Down they the just, road. They just the pallbearers. Paul Bearer came out actually. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> the Undertaker tombstone. The we corpse. haven't talked about. I, I finally saw Beyond the Mat. Yeah, you did. I'd never seen it before. How'd you like that? You know, I mean, I, you know, it was dated to me. Um, well, yeah, because it's all like '90s. They all have like old. They all have like updated mullets. Yeah, because it's like the yeah, '90s. They're yeah. wearing like Zumba pants and shit. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> Jake the Snake and and Terry Funk were the compelling characters of it. They were the compelling characters to me, because Terry Funk actually, there's a certain. I got you know what else? I thought was it because it it was when The Rock was just hitting it. He was just hitting it. He was Rocky Maivia, and, and he was uh, him wrestling mankind. <laughs> I remember this mankind. movie made me want to use Barbasol shaving cream. Absolutely, because they put the dinosaur DNA uh, in it. He learned that from uh, Reese's Pieces and ET. He knew some. He knew when to place a product. He knew when to place it, and it was going to do well. And he knew well. I needed well, the money. So check this out. M and M's no. turned him down. He, oh yeah, exactly. He yeah. went to yeah. M and M's, and they were like, "No." So then Reese's Pieces was this fledgling company. By the way, that's a Midwest thing I've heard too. Is if you say Reese's Pieces, Reese's Pieces, it's Reese's Pieces. Oh, Reese's Pieces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I haven't bought them in a long time. No, you, for, you don't have to buy them to say it correctly. I know, I know. <laughs> but I, my point is, I wouldn't even know to even read their name. Is the point? Yeah. So anyway, but they said, but they were like, "Please, like, we'll you don't even have to pay it. Like, we'll do wow. it for free." And that I'm sure it was, was like, the best market. Well, the only reason we know who the fuck they are is because yeah. of ET. They were literally an unheard of company. Yep. Like when they when he when I watched ET, I was like, "Oh, Reese's Pieces." Yeah. Yeah. And then, but when that movie came out, they were just like, oh, that's some fake candy. Yeah. Like that was like movie candy. Yeah. No, no. I remember that being a, it had been for a couple of years. It was competition for M&Ms and it was just a yeah. Reese's peanut butter cup. You get chocolate and sometimes you got peanut butter and you, and you combine it together. That's all it was. Just repackaging it. That's all. Oh, God, I'll eat this. Even though it's the same thing. It's packaged differently. <laughs> Dude, Reese's pieces kick extra harder. You know, this is a uh, Samuel Jackson too. This was his first breakout role. When I, uh, I was he did one eight seven right after this. He also was in a That's coming to, coming true. to America. Well, the coming to America was way before this. This is a, it was eighty nine. It wasn't that far before. This. Yeah, but this was ninety four. This is ninety three. four years. Was it ninety three? Ninety three. Summer of ninety three. Trust me, I know. I just moved to Chicago. My stepdad got this on early release VHS because he was like a receptionist at a video store. Yeah, this was a big movie. Big, big old. I love how you whispered that like a fucking golf announcement. <laughs> Speaking of which, my game is very movie. good. I, I had a I had a five on a par five yesterday. So you parred. Yeah, I parred, which <laughs> is like for me when I par. That's some a holes, big deal. That's actually and, I, and I've parred now. I've had a couple. That's how pars frustrating a game golf is. Is it takes years to be able to do it just correctly. Yeah, which is that that's part of the just fun of literally. It. You know when people say like, "How am I doing in the class?" and they go, "You're on par." Yeah. That's what you're getting in golf. Yeah, like exactly. Just level with everybody else. But it's it is a I find it. I like being on the course. I like walking around. I like the exercise. And and you know something? I'm hitting the ball better. I'm, I'm definitely hitting shank the ball better. Do you shank oh yeah, I have a few shitty shots. But Does you, you want to make you, fun of you? No, no, no. He's cool. Uh, you, you you know what I notice? What I notice? Here, here's my standard for golf. Okay. Do I play with the same ball all nine holes? If I don't lose a ball, that's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, that's how I try. <clears throat> if I don't three putt, that's a good thing. And if I have no snowmen, if I have no eights, that's a good thing. Snowmen. If I have no snowmen, if I do those three things, 
I'm golfing well. Well, I've done that now the last four times in a row with golf. So it's like I am getting a little bit better. Now I have to be able to par and I got to be able to string a few pars together. Dude, I swear to God, if that if this if commercials were real, you would be so annoyed at that girl who would every time she drove by the Hagen dazs logo appeared out of shit. Like what if you were just sitting by and your objects just flew into the air and made the Hagen dazs logo and then came down? You'd be fucking pissed. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stay inside. Don't ever come out. You witch bitch. Hey, man, come eat on. your ice cream. Um. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Other things when I cried. I was thinking about that when I've cried. I mean, I mean, like, where were you a kid cry? Kid cry. I cried when I missed an episode of the Power Rangers because we had to walk my my fucking something happened with my stepdad's truck, his Ford Ranger that yeah. he loved. Yeah. Uh, and we had to walk my sister to gymnastics. Yep. And we were cutting it close. They were throwing me some hard bullshit trying yep. to say that we were going to get back before the Power Rangers, but I yep. knew we weren't going to get back before the Power Rangers. Yep. And the only reason I started crying is because they just, they were, it was like they were forcing hope into me. Yeah. Just tell me we're going to miss it. Yep. And I could fucking, I just know I'm going to miss it. Yep. But they fucking, and I didn't have a watch and they didn't tell me what time it was. So yep. I didn't have any concept of like, yeah, when it was going to be, when yeah. I was a kid, sometimes you legitimately didn't know what fucking time. It oh, was. absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we're walking back to, from gymnastics because we're, so we had to walk my sister there. She's at gymnastics. It's a good town. So we're not worried about her getting yep. molested or raped. Yep. So we leave her at gymnastics. Yep. Probably a bad, bad thing in hindsight. Yeah. We go back, me and my stepdad, because my mom's getting home from work and we're, she's going to have the car to go get her. Yeah. But when we get back, Power Rangers, of course, yeah, is over. Yeah. And I just fucking. You lost it. I couldn't handle it, dude. Yeah. I couldn't take it. Yeah. I couldn't take it. Yeah. Especially because it was him feeding me the bullshit. Yeah. Yep. I would accept. And he, I don't know. He, he hated when I would cry. I was afraid. You didn't, li of, you didn't like your stepfather very much, did you? I respected him. What happened? He, he split up with your mom? They, they split up? No, well, they got divorced late. Yeah. Like, I was way out of the house. Yeah. He was just so goddamn stern. His parents died when he was like 10 years old. Yep. So he fucking grew up a bitter fucking pull your, like, you got to do everything on your own. Yeah. So anything that was wrong with you, he treated you like you were this fucking soft fucking puss. Yeah. That, that, that's such an American trait in certain Well, he was ways. born in the 40s. He's old. Yeah. He's like 75 years old now. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's 18 years older than my mom, and she's fucking was born in 65. Yeah, oh yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm scoring some young chick. Yeah. Oh, dude, and he was a cop. Go figure. Oh, oh, well, that uh, that 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 explain. <laughs> now you're giving a, a key piece of the puzzle is now fit in. I've been yeah. wondering. He went you to jail about this guy. He went a lot. to jail. He wasn't allowed to be well, a cop. Of course he is, man. Because cops and fucking criminals are kind of cut it on the Facebook, same but you didn't see it. So check this out. So there was this dude. Some who, of them. There was this dude. I kind of am half half on board with what he did. So there was this dude who went to jail for molesting like a 12 year old. Oh, God. And, but he had this was like in the 70s and he missed a, his parole in like the early 80s. He missed like a parole hearing or like a probation. Yeah. Hearing. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So they found out he was at this party and they went to the party and the people at the party, a couple of my dad's friends were at this party. I've heard this story from so many different points Angles, of view. Yeah, yeah. You should do a movie about it. Uh, and he, yeah, like a fucking, what's that fucking Kurosawa movie about yeah, yeah, the rape and yeah, one fucking thing? Yeah. But about some hilljack getting beaten by the police? Yeah. Uh, so they they hid this dude and under a pile of clothes and 
they saw the clothes moving when they went downstairs. So they just took their batons out and started beating the clothes and he got out. So they arrested him. And when they took him to the police station, they had the front desk lady turn the camera off and they fucking went that they broke his kneecap on purpose. They fucking fucked him up hard. And then he sued the local police. And your stepfather was one of these guys who did that. But what they actually went to jail for was the dude sued them for violating his civil rights, even though he's a, pervert he's a child molester yeah yeah. uh but he just violated his probation like when my stepdad told me this story he made it seem like this guy was still an active pedophile like we took a rapist off the street yeah yeah uh so what they actually went to jail for is during the hearing of all of this they tried to get everybody to lie and they got the uh they got classic cop they got caught on tape lying so, yep. so like they threw surprise like tape of like when they were on the stand, like, by the way, we have audio of you trying to get people to lie. Yeah. So they got caught doing that and he's not allowed to be a police officer ever again. Yeah. And he went to prison, like prison, prison for three years. Man. Yeah. That that's. Yeah. Now, if he would have murdered a black guy, he probably would have gotten away with. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It is the, the whole. I mean. That whole code they live by, I, I'm sure amongst some people, Keith, among some people within the force, they were like, he did a solid there. And you know what's weird? Up looking pedophile. back he on fucked it, up a pedophile. looking back on it, he did that classic, like trying to, I remember that like when, rational, I remember when he first told me the story, we were driving to Monday Night Raw <laughs> on the fucking, to the Allstate Arena from the suburbs. Yeah. Which is a long ass fucking yeah, absolutely. Drive. You go through the, the breadth of Chicago, man. You go, yeah, that, that's a from the south suburbs up there. That's an hour and a half drive. Yeah, you know. So we got to talking, and that's when he would start like the type the bullshit, like I know your dad doesn't like me type of shit. Like he Ugh. would try and, and then we got into that story about like, oh yeah, I'm a convict, and then he told me that story. How old were you? Old enough. I mean, he wasn't like, like teen, maybe or something, or, or like twelve, thirteen. Okay. But I remember yeah. he was doing this thing. Like he told me the story, and I understood it. But he did this thing. Like that doesn't sound bad to you, right? Oh man! Like <laughs> we to took you, we took a rapist you? off the street, right? Uh, and I remember kind of just being like, "Yeah, I guess." Uh, like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like trying to get me to agree with it, yeah. and not just telling me the story. Like you know what I'm saying, right? Because, cause like, you, trying to build a bond through the story, but building it on a on a hard event, a harsh event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a sharing kind of a uh, that, that because he good. was a known piece of shit, corrupt cop. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he, he would tell me the story, and he would be like, "So that doesn't sound too bad, right? Like, yeah, you wouldn't want a child molester on the street. Like, who cares what we did to him? And right? also trying to convince you, yeah, yeah, that that that, that that's bad. That's bad on a lot of level, levels." And I didn't even realize how fucked up that was until like all this George Floyd shit. Yeah. But I remember all being awkward in the car, just like, can you please stop talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. We have so much longer to go. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, he also feels ashamed of it, actually. He's oh, ashamed yeah. of and it. I and I honestly he, and he think going to jail was good for him because he was, a, I think going to jail, you were able to like break, like, I think he was a stern John Wayne piece of shit before yeah. he went to prison. And then, like, he went to prison and and was able to, like, I think he got the abilities to even be a stepdad in yeah, jail. Yeah. Of, like, to be around children and shit. But he would prison get mad. Prison helped him be around children. But he would get mad, like. H- hence the law remember, and order candidacy of Donald Trump. Yeah, no. I remember one time I was afraid. I couldn't. I would just wake up scared of shit. 
uh, werewolves. I saw this yeah. fucking you know the little Inquirer papers. Yeah, oh yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, a yeah. picture of a kid that was a werewolf, and I yeah. was fucking terrified one night. So quit being a fucking. Yeah. And well, I would wake up and I would go sleep in the living room. Yeah. And for some reason, this legitimately made him mad. He would wake up at like four in the morning for work. Yeah. And he found me on the couch and he woke me up and he goes, "Get in your room." Ooh, ooh, that's what like, you hear when you're getting it coming to like Ugh. you feel he, that. And then when he came home from work, we had to have like a talk about how like my being afraid of shit was be- it was becoming a real problem. Like, so like that's how he just couldn't grasp like, oh, kids are afraid of stuff like, yeah, yeah. it was a problem. Yeah. And then like I lost my key. I lost my house keys in second grade. So like I was never allowed to have house keys ever again after that. Yeah. Because like it was just like you we don't trust you now. You lost them. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was just so mili- he was in the military too. Yeah, so it was yep. just that's how he was. Like Yep. yep. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I I Do you want to know a funny but embarrassing moment? So we had a lake at the apartment <laughs> building. My yeah. sister loved this. Yeah. Uh she w- walked out into the living room to watch him do this to me. So we had a lake by our house. Yeah. And I would go play by it, but he would always say like don't fuck around by the lake. Like don't get all wet and shit. Like it's yeah. just it, don't don't fuck around by the lake. I would fuck around by the lake all the time. Yeah. Like there were trees that way you could yeah. you could safely traverse parts of the lake yeah. if, um, if your balance wasn't off. Yeah. And I was a little fat kid, so I had a rough little balance. Yeah. Well, one day I fell off this tree and my leg fell in the lake. And it was right when I was about to go in. Normally, I would just wait till it dries. Yeah. Like you just play yep. for a little bit. It's going to dry. Yep. But I had to go inside and I remember buzzing in and he saw that my leg was wet. And he didn't say anything at first. And I was like, oh, does he not care? Yeah. And then he called me into the living room and he goes, okay. He goes, what did I tell you? Yeah. I was like, yeah. This, I don't is, what, this is what kills the lawyer. Yeah, he yeah, eats him yeah. on the toilet. Yeah. He's like, what did I say? And I was just like, yeah, don't mess around by the lake. And he goes, squat down like a catcher. And I was like, okay. And he was like, now put your head between your legs. And I go, okay. He goes, now pull your fucking head out of your ass. Jesus and my Christ. sister ran out of the room and goes, I can't, I needed to see this. I needed to. And she started laughing at me and shit. It was a very humiliating moment. God, how old were you? Eight or nine. Yeah. That, that, you know, the humiliation tactic with kids is not a good tactic. You really, you, you can damage someone by doing that. I mean, I get scolding kids. I get sort of you have to talk to them. You're the parent. And you know, some, See, but they need to hear that. But that's why that's, my dad was cool because I would come to him and be like, yeah, he did this. And my dad would be like, yeah, he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, why. Yeah. That's why I don't like that your mom's with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why, I, you know, I'm a drunk, but, you know, yeah. he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, that's and an I would be like, move. you're right. You're yeah. the cooler person. No, I can't remember. Like, I mean, I think being older, too. Like, I think of teachers in particular, shit that they do not get away with now. I'm sure they would not. If this happened now, when I was 13 years old, I'll never forget this. When I first moved to Wisconsin, I was in shop class. Maybe I've told this story before on, on the show, I may have. And, you know, these shop teachers, these are not, these are, you know, hard men. And, you know, kid was talking, he's showing an example of working on a tackle box and how to screw the screwdriver and giving you, I don't know what, it was some, indu- it was an industrial arts class. And this guy kept talking. He didn't give him a warning. He just took the end of uh, the, the solid end of, of a ball peen hammer, that solid hand, and just 
I mean directly clubbed him on the head. And it was like a, a seal. Like it was a loud thump. And he just, I mean, it was Todd Nordland. He turned around and just, what'd you do that for? I mean, <laughs> was weeping, screaming. And like everyone was, it was, I wasn't, I had a neutral response. It was like, oh my God, this is happening. I saw him do it to Mark Loomis also. Loomis didn't cry, but he was just like, like all in yeah. a day. Loomis didn't cry. He was just concussed. Yeah, exactly. And I'm telling you, that guy was a teacher for, I mean, he didn't, there was no, there, there, he, it wasn't, there wasn't even a beef. That's just what is what happened, yeah. you know? So, I mean, but, but that, that, period, that tactic, baby. that tactic is, uh, I just don't agree with it. I just don't think it's a good tactic. You know, it's, it's not, you know, for the young mind. And I understand you got to fucking, you got to take a kid to the side sometimes. I, and I think you're going to get a timeout. I mean, like you got to reprimand kids. They have to know there's boundaries. You know what my you know? dad would do? The slap to the back of the head. Yeah. Thought it wasn't. I didn't like it. Yeah. But, but I it didn't w- hate it. Yeah, it wasn't like a it was more of a yeah. I understood it. Yeah. When you'd get the little you'd be like, okay. Yep. I got it. Yep. Calm down. Calm down. Yep. It's not squatting down and putting your head between <sighs> your legs and pulling your head out of your ass. That's I would rather you beat the living shit out of me. Here's another thing that happened. Talk about crying. Never cry, but this is the quivering lower lip. The quivering lower lip. Oh yeah, I remember Dude, that do you one. Remember when my that pull your head out of your ass shit, and my yeah. sister came out and laughed. I felt so betrayed by her. Like yeah. I remember afterwards, like why'd you do that? Just why would you think that was funny? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thankfully, she had her own shit going on at the time. She yeah. was burning, fucking lighting up, fucking <laughs> cute. Uh, uh, paper clips and fucking branding herself and Oof. shit with her own little body Oof. issues. So we were all fucking. Yeah. Yeah. There were issues. We going had on. things going on. Yeah, exactly. Boy, I remember had bodies. I had body dysmorphia because I thought I was too skinny. I thought it was too gawky and skinny and weak. And, and that relates back to my brother and, and wrestling around with him. And he was like a man. Do you want to know what I think me, so was, was a big moment in my sister's life? Sixth grade. She went to this awesome new middle school called Kaler. Yeah. Uh, our town in Cherville used to only have one middle school, Grimmer. It was attached to the elementary Grimmer. school. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hilarious Five star school. Uh, but then they built Kaler, which was in Dyer, not Cherville, but a certain amount of people in Cherville yeah. by district had to go. We, yeah. we were just fucking through lines of districting. Yeah. Kaler kids. Uh, and that was also a big thing, too, because a lot of our friends went to Grimmer. So it was like a split yep. up of friendships. Yep. And that's what was weird about those suburbs is Dyer and St. John and Cherville. They're all right next to each other. But yeah. like Dyer is like white trash to them. Like, yeah, God. that's where Illinois trash moved to when they want to move to Indiana. <sighs> so it was already a slight that we we're going yeah. to Kaler anyway. Yeah. So she wanted to be a cheerleader. And she didn't make the cheerleading team. And I think a lot of the kids said she was fat and shit. And I think that was the start of serious body images for her. Like she says she has legit body dysmorphia. We're like, when she looks in the mirror, she sees a more like she tried to explain it. She's the the mirror of like like the the, the, the funny house mirror. She sees a morbidly obese person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I first I thought she was just saying that, and she was like, "No, I see a Oof. fat person." Oof, Oof man, yeah. That's and I think it all sad. started at that moment, and she had to join. She was relegated to the color guard, yeah. which was just the flag twirlers, and I, I, I just think that was a start of a lot of shit. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I, yeah, dude, crazy. people were pieces of shit. 
at that, at that fucking school. Oh, I, I can believe that. Absolutely. I guarantee you a couple of my friends from elementary school became skinheads. Like yeah. they just had that vibe. Yeah. Like I remember in fourth and fifth grade, it was cool to be a bully. There was this little oh, click yeah. called the mob. Yeah. I, I got to be in there. I was a bully from end of third to the beginning of fifth grade. I was a legit fucking bully. Interesting. And I remember there was this kid, Sean Morris. This is the one still apology I'd like to make to a person. Yeah. There was this kid, Sean. It's a little, he was a little fey little kid. And yeah. we would call him gay all the time. Yeah, exactly. We would just poke him. What are you gay? La, la, la. Yeah. And it got to the point where I guess this kid was afraid to come to school because of us. Oh. And like my teacher showed us this fucking movie called Broken Toy that ended with these kids bullying this kid so hard that they bully him into the street. And he gets run over and by And he car. gets hit by a car. Yeah. And I remember this is the one part where there's ways to fucking talk to bullies. Yeah. And. Miss Simonson, God bless her heart. My teacher was fucking trying to teach us w- that we were yeah. being complete pieces of shit. Once she said he was afraid to come to school because of us, I was like, okay, I get yeah. it. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. I feel horrible. Yeah. Uh, but then she goes like, <laughs> she goes, do I have to show you guys broken toy again? And we all just busted up laughing. <laughs> As a fourth graders, you, you knew, you knew. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. We were just like, ah. But That's then, hilarious. but then, but to this day, if I ever saw him, I would be like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was oh, I a dumb fourth grader that yeah. like wanted to hang out with cool kids. Yep. We used to bully this little girl who had Down syndrome, oh. Brianne Hart. We used to push her down onto the concrete and laugh oh. when she cried. Oh, God, That's so classic, though. I, I saw the same thing. So the you got to dance on the dark side to be a full person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like to say that I didn't bully people, but I bullied people in my Dude, own way. Do you want to sure know what's I funny did. about that story? Two months ago, I legit had the random thought. I was walking down the street and I was like, I wonder if Brianna Hart is still alive. Yeah. Like, she's second grade, had pretty aggressive Down syndrome. <sighs> like, I just had the random thought. I was like, I wonder if she's alive. Yeah. I'd apologize to her too. But I ended up being nice to her. Yeah. Like, in fifth grade, I was cool because she was off. We only fucked with her at recess because she yeah, was off in the Down syndrome program. classes. Yeah, exactly. But I remember in fifth grade, like, she fucking that shit bounced off of her. She's kids yeah. were messy. She didn't remember that shit. Like, fucking, I remember being totally cool with her by yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I remember, do you want to know how crazy that, like, bully peer pressure was? There was this girl, Patricia, I forget her last name, but she had a crush on me. And I remember she was like, do you want to be my boyfriend? before recess and I was like okay and then during recess my friend started making fun of me because she was dirty and by the end of recess Crocious you broke up she was no longer my girlfriend wow she wow. she was heartbroken dude Ugh. yeah well I know that feeling <laughs> uh, I, I know the feeling of having your heart ripped out you know I, oh I know you don't know feeling. the feeling of breaking up with a filthy dirty person no I, I know the feeling of uh, being the, the butt end of uh, yeah but they then, always break up with but me. then that happened to me in sixth grade Bethany Lucas was like hey do you want to go out and then at, she was like oh no I was joking I was like you fucking whore I yeah, hope you get pregnant so hard <laughs> I think she did yeah several I'm times sure man yeah, I but, but I remember here's a quivering here's, here's talk about the head up your ass the, the military technique went to Maryland basketball camp Summer of 19, post bias. Uh, no, no. Summer of nineteen eighty one, pre bias. Uh, it, it was during the Buck Williams Albert King era. I was twelve years old, lived in the Washington D.C. area, liked Maryland basketball because because my brother liked Maryland basketball, and uh, went to Maryland basketball camp. You know, and I got better. I became an all star after that. I, remember, I I became a better player. 
a week of camp. I, I was 12. It was independent, a week on my own. And I kept fucking up this one drill in front of the, there was 75 kids my age. I kept fucking up this one drill. Crocious, you dirt. And, and, and they made me run suicides in front of the entire, in front oh, of the entire. No. So I had to go touch the, the free oh, throw did line. you puke? And touch. No, no, I ran it. I got done and I was just like, took it. But I was like, the quivering lip was like. That's it came out. You know? Quivering lip is E.T. for me. Yeah. Because I try and hold it in. Yeah. Because when I, I did hold it in. Because when I get sad, you got a good 30 minutes of movie left. So like I yeah. can't be blubbering for yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and hold it in as long as possible. But do you know when I really go down when, when they're taking him apart and he's screaming at him? Like when they're ripping Elliot and E.T. apart. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. just like, no. Yeah. And yeah. his heart's glowing and shit. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, listen. Dude. He he tapped into childhood thoughts. You the know? movie's about friendship. It's about the ear, the unbreakable <laughs> bond of friendship. <laughs> exactly, you know. So, but yeah, man, I uh, but I didn't shed a tear that time. But I remember that there was a militancy in that. There was another time too. I remember there was this tough old drill sergeant black guy. Never forget this. Uh, there was a there was a a, a small little clock up on a up on a a receptionist desk, and I had to see if I was late for this the first class. You would do like. You take an hour of like running the three man weave, working on your jump shot. Here's dribbling. You know, it was like, and then you have games. You play game. You play basketball for six or seven hours during the day. It was all basketball. And there was this one thing I had to go to where, and I didn't know what time it was at. And this guy, this old drill sergeant black, I was talking to someone else, and I just kind of slipped in between them and looked at the clock that was on the, and then and then kind of walked back. And this guy, why'd you do that? Maybe one of us was looking at that clock. I mean, he fucking. I mean, screamed full-on drill oh, sergeant great. at me Dude, when I was 12 years old. There was this teacher. And I was shocked. I was like, I just, I didn't think I was in the way. I didn't know. There was this he teacher, was like, substitute teacher, yeah, Mr. Robinson. He lived in my town. He was great. He was a very nice guy, but yeah. he, was a, he was a fucking Vietnam veteran. Yeah. And I think had seen some shit. Like, I think most did there. So, but he would do this. He would basically, his mode of sub-teaching was basically, my, I'm Mr. Robinson I don't put up with shit. Like I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Just don't push my buttons. I've literally killed people. Yeah. <laughs> so like he would kind of scare people, but at the end of the day, he was a very nice guy. Yeah. And I remember people were so afraid to talk to him, but I would go to his desk and just be like, can you tell me about killing people? <laughs> like we would just talk about war. He told me what a Colombian necktie was. Oh yeah. Jeez. So when you slit someone's throat and you pull their tongue out and oh. you let it dangle like a necktie. Oh, God. Whew. He would joke and be like, you want me to Colombian necktie you guys if you be, but he would always, hello, very, very, he had a very educational, hello, what's going on? (laughs) Yes, yes, hello, hello. But because I would see him doing yard work, I'd be like, what's up, Mr. Robinson? Hello, Mr. Paisel, hello. And I would be like, oh, I would always be like that Colombian necktie and he'd be like, oh, that's hilarious. You'd bring it up again? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. He loved it. He was the shit, but he also would not put up with any garbage. Yeah. Other, I mean, like would like, dude, I will put you in a fucking sleep. Like you knew he'd never gotten physical, but you just knew like it was in him to do that. He yeah. will. Yeah. Like this isn't a veiled threat. Yep. Like this guy will f- with one finger can probably drop yep. you with your to your yep. knees. No, I know. God, I think about that, man. When I was in junior high school. I mean, that was another big thing. I mean, I, I think about you know and the way kids acted back then. There was a guy, Mr. Howard, a typing teacher. I think I may have told this story before, too. I think I only have 37 stories in my life. That's it. We've gotten into some he's, new ones this he's, week. He's 6'8", guy, 6'8", 
was a World War II survivor. Like at the, he was in his 60s by that time. I was 13. He had a wood leg. Someone wants to do a dart and it hit his wood leg and he, he just walked around with a dart in his leg for like half a day. But I remember Carson Crisley, d- d- the gayest non-gay guy ever. The, when the when the fire drill happened, if you were talking, you know that you did not talk during a fire he drill. You would wrap your knuckles. I, and I was talking during a fire drill, and he reached over and just whoo, got me right in the top of the head, right in the top of the head. Jeff Goldblum should just you know? turn into the Brundle fly and fly <laughs> up to that thing. They should meld movies together like that. Well, you again, you, you, your generation just loves the mashing up the universe, man. man. We're gonna mash it all up, even because. Of, if it becomes a convoluted mess, who cares? You wouldn't have it's been mashed up. If all what came first, Predator or fucking Terminator Alien or, or Terminator. Predator or Terminator? Uh, it was a uh, it, it was it went Alien, Terminator, then Predator. Okay, what if all of a sudden you're watching Terminator and the Alien and the Predator just appear in it? You would be like. Oh, that is fucking awesome! I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I, 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 I it's been so long since. Dude, I was there's ch- the movie Jason Goes to Hell. It's the last yeah, one, yeah. and it's the worst one because the pl- premise of the movie is <laughs> Jason legit. Going to Jason hell. is at the beginning. He kills two kids. Fucking classic Jason. Yeah. The reason you watch the movies. Yep. Uh, boobs and murder. Yep. Uh, but then the premise of the movie is the coroner gets the temptation. And he eats Jason's heart and he becomes Jason. <laughs> so then the movie is people getting possessed by Jason. And then at the, the end, spirit of Jason, and then at the end, they put him back in his body and they kill him. Yeah. And then right before the credits roll, Freddy Krueger's hand comes up and pulls him down to hell. And you're just like, fuck. But then <laughs> the movie tanked. So they never made really? the Freddy Jason movie until like years later. Because Freddy vs. Jason happened and it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. Yes, yeah, then the, absolutely. Yeah, that was a uh yeah, that was a classic bad guy. But dude, what 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 time are we at, man? Where oh, we dude, at? we've gotten it. We're at two twenty. Yeah, man. I, I think Let's I'm burning our steam down. right now, but it's it's been a good episode. We yeah. went around talking about some Jurassic Park here, you know. Uh this was a key scene in the movie, you know. Uh I like the idea that people could just watch Jurassic Park while we don't talk about <laughs> Jurassic Park. It probably goes. I'm well. sure it's confusing we and convoluted, m- humili- much like our 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 contradictory. Talked about getting humiliated by my stepdad, who I don't talk to anymore because yeah. he is he still alive. Oh yeah, he's alive, but he got mad at me because I was disparaging police officers during the George Floyd oh, thing. So Jesus he Christ. he said he goes, "It's too bad that you can't make people laugh with jokes," and he said he was ashamed of me. And then I didn't finish the message. I just blocked him. And I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, you're I can cut you out of my life. Yeah. You live in Maryland and you're married to a gross, ugly. You you dropped my mom for a gross, ugly, fat lady. Oh, God. Oof, people's lives. Yeah. Man. People have, you know, I, I used to believe that things got better as you got older. Like in a way where you got a wisdom to you or something. Or I, I just, I think it's just a pain in the ass at any age. There's just things you're always dealing with, you know. When you're young, it's like the anxiety of things. I think for me was like a real issue, you know, and like sort of managing that. Now it's a different thing, I think. But anyway, yeah, I don't want to go off on that deep topic. We were All talking right. about being humiliated, turned into a therapy session while watching. Uh, Adam and I Jurassic will Park. see you next week. I yep. will see you in a couple days with see a new episode of Journey into Nerdery. But subscribe to the channel, follow us on social media. Uh, the, the links are below there. In the in the in the, the bio in the biography. See you next week.